and welcome to the Computer Game Show. My name's David Turner and I'm here with Matt Murray. Hello. I'm also here with James Farley. Hello. Oh, Grumpy James Farley. Oh, yeah, I just remembered the football. He's given it all the big and <laughs> oh, for months. Oh, I was going to say that for follow-up. But I think, no. I think he's right. Is there's reasons for this? Oh, um, James, <laughs> for fuck's sake! No, 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 no. Okay, no. I'm not talking reasons. about the game. I'm talking about the abuse that I've meted out to Matt. The the reason that that has happened in the past is because when Chelsea were going through a really bad spell under Mourinho, he was on at me every single week about that. He was, so, yeah. So this has just been revenge. That. It's just been revenge. That's the only I, reason I've done I witnessed it. that. And don't get me wrong, I was cheering Chelsea on uh, because I can't stand Crystal Palace or anyone associated with that football club. But um, you were being very, very weird in our text messages <laughs> flying back and forth. I mean, you were going, oh, see, the problem is Chelsea have got problems. They've got I big have. problems. <laughs> what? And, che- and Crystal Palace haven't? Like, no, but that, doesn't, that, still doesn't, that still doesn't negate the fact that you know, that there are problems there, clearly. Right, and okay, so you've got one not, mega James. rich... You should definitely still beat Crystal Palace football You've club. got one mega rich club with superstars, right, with problems, and, and you've one got Chelsea. complete joke of a club yeah, but just, with, listen, with just because, nobodies and just with because, problems. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. Just just because you've spent, like, loads of money doesn't guarantee you're going to win. It doesn't no, work like it that. Means, it does it help. Oh, come on, you've just got to turn around and say, do you know what, Chelsea were fucking shit. Yeah, they Instead, were. Instead, you go, we've got problems. Saying, but there's uh, reasons got problems. why they That's were the problem. Rubbish. That's the, the problem at the moment is that we've got problems. You don't have, fucking have a clue what a problem is in football this day and age. <sighs> you've got no fucking clue. Here we go. Go on, go on. Do, do your whole, like, oh, in the lower leagues, it's not like this. You know, it's like, oh, you're, you're, you know, we're just glad that we're, we're alive and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Go on, give mean, us the you, whole thing. You pitch a successful team and they lose That's one game and you throw, your, you throw your hissy fit. Oh, absolute my- bullshit. My chumps. And not only that, look, how can you get upset when you watch every game from the fucking couch? I don't, I'll never understand that. Same with you, Matt. I don't know why you get so into it, sitting there watching it on the telly, watching the highlights, no less. Do you know I mean? Go to a couple of games, lads. I've been at Crystal Palace more times than you have, Matt. Well, you point out, in the away end. Yeah, you know, I, I don't live down south, and it's expensive. And I still exactly, have you seen the- how much it costs? I mean, Millwall doesn't cost any money, does it? I mean, they pay people to go and see Millwall. It's it like, thirty five quid a pot, but the, like exactly I mean, thirty five quid. That's nothing. Like to go and see, go and see like football. If you James, go and see Chelsea, it costs a fortune. James, you come from the most middle class family I've ever known. I, th- <sighs> I think you can, but you can spend the extra twenty quid a ticket. It's, it's more than I think that. you'll be it's, fine. And also, then you have to go through the whole lottery as well of trying to get them. It's, <laughs> it's impossible. What is that? The worst fucking lottery. The worst lottery in the world. You've won the lottery. You can now go and watch a bunch of millionaires lose against Crystal Palace. Like, I don't, that is, that is a bad lottery. It was lottery. embarrassing. I mean, but this is why I just, I just, the thing is, after I've been slagging off Matt for weeks and weeks and weeks with this, it is, I it just been knew, a long time. I just knew that this game was going to be the one where we come a cropper, and that's why I said before. That's why I said before the game started. I said we're going to lose this. I've just got a feeling about it. And oh yeah, the thing but is that's also, classic Farley fucking you, defense. You know what no, I mean? No, no, no. But also, if you look at the form guide, it was it hasn't like Chelsea. It's like win win drew uh, draw like win lose. Right. So the last <laughs> game we the lost. Look at guide for Crystal Palace. Yeah, lose, 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 <laughs> lose. I mean, come on. No goals. No goals. No goals. No goals. Four goals. No Either way, no Palace goals. Palace deserved the win, but it was horrible. And Great. I just and the worst thing about this, as I said, is that now even if Palace don't score any goals for the rest of the season and get relegated with like the worst points total, I can't say anything. 
because of this game, and it's just well, horrible. And, and as lost. I said at the time, they, they'll definitely score another goal because they've got to play you again. That's and true, I, yeah. honestly, do you know what I like? I like the fact that it's given these Palace fans a false hope. They're sitting there going, "Well, <laughs> this is it now. We get our season started, and then they'll lose again next week." <laughs> just See, also, Matt, you we'll sent me that tweet. next week, so I've got a good feeling. Yes, <laughs> you sent me that tweet of that guy who was a Palace fan, like slagging off Roy Hodgson, right? Why did you send me that? That was your own fans slagging off their manager. <laughs> I thought he was a Chelsea fan. I thought that was the whole the whole point. No, he was a Palace fan. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, less of the football. I know that a lot of uh, a lot of listeners out there are going, Well, oh, I don't like the kickball games. Oh, shut up. Uh right. What what have we got for follow up this week, Matt? Let's get straight into it. Well, the first bit of follow up, um, it is, this person, Mike Petit, is already disappointed because his follow up is please can Dave's slow and awkward parlor games be a weekly section? Only reason that he'll be tuning in going forward. So there's no I, games this week. I can hold my hands up and say that didn't work like, uh, last week. And, uh, I was getting I into doing it, it by the end though. Well, this is back. I thought, yeah, it was awkward at the beginning. Sure. But towards the end, I understood the rules of the game. I don't think the two of you help matters. For starters, yeah, how did you not understand the rules of the game when I told you the rules of the game? I mean, James at one point went, hold on, is this um, YouTube comment? Yes, yes, I've already said that. If you were listening, you would have picked up on it's that. It's because Secondly, the concept was so boring to begin with. I wasn't really listening. no enthusiasm from you guys at all. For something to work, you've got to be into it. And you were sitting there, oh... Oh, I can't think of what no, no, game Dave, that is. I, I don't oh, mind, obviously. Yeah, cheers. I, I know we save a lot of things for the podcast, and I think that makes things better, but if it's a game, you should give us a bit of warning, because we were like, what, is a, a game? I just sh- just give us a bit of warning. It was, so a last I, minute, like, it was a last minute thing, and I thought I was working with people that, you know, had a little yeah. bit of oomph and personality <clears throat> about them that didn't need a five... It doesn't matter. Oh, okay. Go on. It was rubbish, but go on. James Hughes, um, on the back of last week's Loot Crate discussion, I think James hit on exactly why we're having a problem in modern AAA games. They've been around for a while, and I could tolerate them being cosmetics, but two of the biggest titles this year seem to have incorporated Loot Crates in a really bad way, namely Star Wars Battlefront 2, uh, whose entire unlock system is through loot boxes and could be viewed as pay-to-win, uh, as some unlocks do actually offer extra health, damage, and shields. And secondly, the recently released Shadow of War that makes the end game deliberately a grind fest to try and encourage the purchase of loot boxes. Uh, sorry for the long email, but I thought it was worth pointing these two examples out for David, as they're both £50 games with a really shitty loot box system, and I do agree that the, if these both sell well, we may start to see them becoming the norm on more up-and-coming games. I'll ask this before... Um, yeah, I'll ask this. Do either of you know... At, like? actually know what those loot boxes contain what the rules are behind them what do you mean like, do what, you mean what they what they do and because all i've heard is oh it's pay to win yeah but well, no, what's in it them depends. how can you how it depends can you, on the game no, well, well, like, i know it depends on the game i'm asking about these two games like mm-hmm. what what when we're complaining about the loot boxes in them are we saying that you can unlock them through gameplay or what? What's the deal? What did do either of you actually know? Yeah, the well, no. The thing is with the with Battlefront <laughs> Two. No, then right, go on. No, fuck off. The the <laughs> thing is, oh, give it a lively one. No, because the thing is, is that with Battlefront Two, it does like as the email says, it it can unlock like extra health and damage and stuff like that. But also characters, I think as well. Like there's like Boba Fett and people like that you can get through like loot crates and yeah. It's, right. Uh, okay. It's the way. But 
how do you unlock the loot crates? Are they pay only or can you unlock them through gameplay? That I don't know. Why exactly? So we're arguing about stuff we don't know the details of. Well, like, no, it's because, like no, no, you know no, when no, everyone's kicking no, 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 off about okay. shaders in Destiny 2. No, but no, no. And then okay, it turns out that you get this. shaders for doing fucking everything anyway. No, because the thing is, right, is even if you can get them through gameplay, they will have designed it so to make it as awful as possible so that people will want to spend money. Otherwise, why would they do it in the first place? But do you know that that's the case? No, but I'll, we'll have to check. But I'm pretty right, certain okay. that you we'll probably check. have to get them through well, that. Well, we'll talk about it when we got the facts. This is what oh, I'm saying. don't start all this. This is ridiculous. What? It's like you're just... Because you're just trying to, like, find apologies for this. Because that's what you always do. You're always just trying to find some way of making out that actually publishers are kind of all right and there's no problem with this. No, I, I, I want to know the facts before I start wading in with my complaints. Yeah, yeah. No, what do you mean? Yeah, yeah. What, you, what, you can't just turn around and go, this is shit. Well, what are the details? I don't know yet, but oh. like, that's right, not gonna, how, gonna, that's you, not you an intelligent talking, argument, is it, James? That's not an intelligent argument. The game's not even fucking out yet, is it? Oh, I'm just gonna, I don't think it no, is. No, it's not. <laughs> no, out the, yet. the beast was out, yeah, but the oh, other side was Okay, alright, go uh, on. I'll, I'll follow, I'll carry on with the next one and then, uh, James can pipe in. It's from Justice Blomberg. Just thought to write in about Dave's ridiculous attitude about things that have not, in inverted commas, personally affected me so isn't going to lobby against it dave i'm quite sure you haven't experienced um sexual assault but i'm sure you can still realize it's a bad thing and you should be against it wherever the subject is brought up granted loot crates aren't as bad and can can be done right but have you ever seen what's happened in star wars battlefront 2 if that doesn't scare you for the future of games i don't know what does it could happen to any of the games you love get your head out of your ass mate and James, you really have to work on your argumentation skills for the sake of all us listening, so Dave doesn't win every ridiculous argument. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I got this email, I read this email uh, in the week, and I, I don't know, I think um, there's either two things that you're aiming at here. The first would be that quote, um, that if it doesn't personally affect me, I can't get outraged or upset by it. If if you were aiming at that, then I would say that you've taken, you've ignored the rest of the conversation and you've taken that quote out of context. And admittedly, maybe I should have gone back and actually explained what I meant by that. But but I thought, you know, in the context of the discussion we were having, then it it was pretty clear that I was agreeing with James on certain aspects, but disagreeing with him on the other things. Um, if you were talking about that overall conversation we were having, if that's what you're aiming for there, then that's total bollocks. Because let's take the example you gave, right? Sexual assault is a wrong, like there's right, there's your, it's as if you don't think that I know the difference between right or wrong. The difference between the example you gave and what we were talking about is that I've experienced loot boxes and haven't had a problem with them or, in certain in instances, enjoyed what they brought to the table, right? The other the other stuff you're talking about, there's a clear wrong... There's no, no enjoyment there. There's no, oh, that's okay, it's not bothering me. It's a totally different scenario. So... I don't know what you're trying to do. I don't know if you've, if you've taken, if you've misheard something. I don't know what, but what I was clearly doing in that discussion was agreeing that gambling should be regulated. And, you know, 
I agree with a few of James's points, but my point is this. The stuff that where I have experienced it in games, it hasn't bothered me. So I can't get angry about it and say loot box should be banned when it hasn't been a problem for me yet. And then when these examples are coming up of, oh, these are terrible and they're, they're ruining gaming, I, I kind of think, well, are, are they? Because where I've seen them in games... They haven't bothered me, and or I've quite enjoyed them. And the examples that people are giving, they're not fully explaining what what their problem is. It's just these loot boxes are shit. Okay, fine, but why? Um, I think the best argument against it I, I heard was from James last week when he was saying it's outright gambling. Gambling can be fun, but it should be regulated, right? And I, I agree with that. I totally agree with that. And I suppose we'll come to this discussion again in the news. But to compare the two, either it means that you don't think I know from right for wrong, or you've taken my quote out of context. And that is just, it's like, uh, just to make it clear, that's not the same thing. That's not the fucking same thing at all. There's just, there's, I, there's no connection there. It's insane. James? Yeah, I can I can understand what you're saying, and I can I kind of agree with what you're saying because obviously I mean the the uh, the example he's given is a, is a to be honest is a bad example because it's just they are not there's there's no way you can like equate them at all. But I mean I think what he's probably getting at is this idea of like having like empathy for the other way for the way that other people may feel about this. Whereas it's true I agree with you that you can't like be angry about something if it hasn't if it hasn't really bothered you yet. If you sort of mean, but you can still understand why people would be angry about it, yeah. Yeah, but you don't have to agree. That... No, you don't have to agree, but you can still understand why people are pissed about it, yeah. Well, yeah, but then I would, I, I, you know, there's no, I shouldn't just automatically say, okay, this person's pissed with it; it should be banned. No, of course not. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, you know, there's understanding. I mean, it's weird. It's it's like it's like jokes. You know, some people get really offended with um, jokes, and I, that's just not something. Unless the intent is vicious and it's nasty or whatever, then I can't relate to that. And so then I should be getting angry about it. Is it like is that the idea? I don't know. I mean, I I think it's more about it's it's more about the whole because I think what it is is that. David, you don't. You sometimes have a tendency. Sometimes, Here we go. This some, is the, no. I, I guarantee you're talking about yourself. Go on. No, you sometimes have a tendency to when people get annoyed about things to just be very dismissive of that in just because you haven't done it or whatever. You're just like, well, I'm have not you got any examples? You, what do you what, mean? What we've what we've just been talking about? Loot crates. Yeah, but but this is it. People are saying, I hate loot crates. I hate them. They're ruining gaming. And I've experienced them, and I've not had that. So what, that's not just me taking a stance on whatever anyone says. That's me going from personal experience. Yeah, but then you, but yeah, but you. The trouble is, is often when you have your personal experience, you then don't want to debate it further because you're just like it doesn't bother me, it doesn't affect me. No, right, right, nine times out of ten, because it's this huge reactionary noise, and I'm saying, don't calm down. That's not saying. I'm offering my point of view, and then, but I'm not saying you should be fine with it. Whereas you're saying you should be outraged by no, it. I'm not saying you should be Do outraged. You see what but the can, difference is. Can you is? not see though why people will get annoyed if you're like, okay, everyone, calm down. I haven't been personally affected by this, so I'm not bothered about it. No, no, hold can on. You right. Not- let, yeah, let, let, last week when we had this discussion, did I once say that you shouldn't be angry about it? 
No, you said people shouldn't get all outraged and angry about it. No, did I? Did I? Did I yes. say people shouldn't get outraged and angry about it? No, you said you didn't understand why people got so angry about all Correct. this. Correct. I didn't understand why people, because of my personal experience, I haven't had that that negative effect from loot, loot boxes, right? Yeah. Now, you were saying that I have to get angry about it. No, I didn't. And I'm saying, yes, you did. I never said you had to get angry about it. I said that okay. you, no, I never said you had to get angry about it. What I did say mm, was so that, I'm going to be cutting you... our paste in the last week's episode. Go on. No, I didn't say you had to get angry about it. I just said that I couldn't understand why you wouldn't understand why other people are angry about it. <laughs> we're talking around it. Listen, we're both dickheads. Um, right, Matt, have you got anything to say? James, uh, what, on that subject particularly? Well, whatever you want, mate. No. Uh, James Hill. Uh, uh, by the way, just before we move on, if who who emailed in? Uh, that was Justus Blomberg. Right. If you don't disagree with what I've just said, and you want to say your point as well, the whole point about feedback is that you can come back at me with this. I'm not going to not read out what you've got to say, because I think it's an interesting discussion. And if you think I've misinterpreted what you've said, or you still think I'm wrong with with my point of view, then let me know. And it's totally fine. The, the whole point about this bit is that we have a proper discussion rather yeah, than, you forum. know. Yeah. yeah, except for James. Fuck James. Next. Uh, J- speaking of James, James Hill, I'm surprised at Dave's lack of interest in the SNES Classic. This is obviously following from last week or the week before, Dave. Of you're like, this week, I don't yeah, care about, I don't see who would, I, I don't see the, I don't see the interest or the appeal in one of these retro consoles. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, is that, is that correct, yeah? Yeah, yeah, I don't see okay, the interest in Nintendo, uh, James Hill continues, Nintendo regularly bore my piss, but I think I've knocked it out of the park with this one. 20, 20 mostly great games for $80. A single SNES game goes um, for about $20 over there, I presume is in America, on Amazon. Plus the fact that a SNES Classic lets you instantly jump back to all of your games, much like the PS4 does, but with 20 games at once. All of the games are four save slots each, and you can rewind games if you screw up. I honestly think Dave would love one if he got his hands on one. Um, how much were SNES games on the Virtual Console on the Wii U, James? Uh, they were about five quid, I think. Fucking hell. So you're saving a pound a game with buying the SNES Classic? Yeah. And I yeah, suppose and you, you get, get a cool console pad. with it. Yeah, and you get an um, original pad. Yeah, yeah I, I, I mean, I just... Don't I, care. I, yeah, I just don't care. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't play on one of these things. I, I, as I've said before on, certainly on, um, the Retro Asylum I was on, I'm, I've just got no interest in playing old games. I mean, fair play to you if you do, then I'm sure this is right up your street. It's just not up mine. I, I can't f- force myself to like it, I'm afraid. Um, Rem, Rem Alaptar. Matt's fairway pun was a highlight of the show last week, made even funnier by David's complete unawareness of a joke being made. Matt tried to move on by making a much more inferior and much more obvious pun, akin to a serial killer staging their next victim, especially for the media to notice. But it was evident that it was eating him up inside. His silence was palpable. Um, I feel a couple of people tweeted about this. Uh, Lee Morris, Matt today about Golf Story. Are, are you a fair way through the game? No reaction, disappointed. And then Peter Parrish, not even a glimmer of recognition for the are you a fair way through it line from Matt. I mean, I was dropping puns left, right and centre. I start, I think I started with the fair way one, 
nothing. Matt, and then, and you can say end, that about every conversation you ever have. I, 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 I was dropping puns left, right, and centre. This is the thing, right? Matt's puns are white noise to us now. We did. It, we don't react to them because we've heard a billion of them. Do you know what I mean? And it's, it's very true. I mean, fair play. They're good puns. I'm not having a pop at you, Matt. They're good puns. Yep, but they're it, uh, you know, after a certain amount of time, they become absolutely non-effective. <laughs> it's like ASMR videos. You come and become immune to them, and then that's it. You're done. But you always said they gave you a bit of a buzz, uh, <laughs> like ASMR videos. SMW. See what I mean? It gets to the point where you just uh, okay. Is is that a pun that time? Or the, you question it after a while. Is that a pun, or are you just talking? I I, I mean, it's just language to Matt. It's, he lives. He it's all just language and... to me, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's all just language. Um. Oh, uh, okay. Next, we follow. Uh, obviously, James last week and for many weeks, and and probably Dave to a lesser extent hates the term, the acronym Don't PUBG. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Player, the player one of those battlegrounds says, I think it got, um, it got its like official sort of title for the Xbox version, um, this week and some sort of papers or I don't know. I, I, basically, SMW tweeted that the official title of the game is going to be called Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, the ultimate life and death fight, which is, um, <laughs> which is basically PUBG TUL, uh, ADF. Is that cool? So it's like PUBG Tulfa. Yeah. We start calling it that. Okay. Sounds Tolford. like a place up north, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just popping up to Tolford. Popping up to Tolford. I mean, are, are you any happy with that, James? Have you, fa- have you found any other alternatives that aren't PUBG that you hate so much? I just don't like it. And I'm not, I'm not going to say it because it's awful. And I'm, uh, I just wish this game would die because of its name. <laughs> <But> God. God. <laughs> next bone, next bone. Yeah. Uh, so, so just to cl- just clarify, you're not going to buy Battlegrounds and it comes out on Xbox. Almost certainly not, no. <laughs> no, you'll be buying it on X-Bone, Matt. We all know yeah, that. Yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, Lee the Knight on our discussion last week got that PSVR box and whether they will or they will not be mentioning the fact it's a new version. Uh, apparently the new PSVR box does come with a new packaging to indicate the whole HDR pass-through and the writing uh, on the box. So... I, you know, I wish you knew... I wish you chaps knew all this uh, stuff before we just go into it the way we do. Oh, no, no, they don't regularly do this. You know, they've done this before. And and then we have a big argument and it turns out that they're not doing it anyway. It's just utter nonsense. But no, that's a fact. Like, unless you know, like, the CUH number, they don't say, this is a new one. No, but they are for this one, making the whole argument non-applicable. Anyway, um, finally, um, Ben Adramaday Bowers on Twitter. Did Matt, did James, did, oh, okay, I'll start again. Did David Farley and Sean actually get any of the whiskeys I left for the live show or did Matt keep them all himself? Ben, um, I'll start by saying an apology. Ben basically came onto my house before a live show, gave us loads of whiskeys for a live show. It was such a, like, crazy and busy weekend that we basically, we, we didn't, we didn't drink any and I for, kept forgetting to mention it on, uh, on the show every week, but Ben came, yeah, like I said, he does a huge favour, gave us loads of whiskeys. Uh, do go over to YouTube and search for a Drama Day uh, YouTube channel. Ben's over there uh, drinking whiskeys, basically, and testing those different types. So please go over and search for a Drama Day on YouTube to check out his YouTube channel. Uh, and James, once again, sorry, Ben. When we were yeah. leaving Matt's, did you get offered any of that whiskey? None. No, it's funny, I, d- I didn't either. It's, it's really lovely stuff. It's a shame, really. Yeah, it is a shame. It is a shame. I, um, I, no. Thanks so much for sending that whiskey over, but Matt just went quiet about it, and <laughs> when we were leaving, didn't mention it. Not, so not to do. So, so, so what are you saying, Matt? You you did offer us some whiskey. 
Uh, I, I did at one point, and uh, mm, did, uh, think about it. <laughs> did you offer us some whiskey? Yes or no? Um, during the weekend. During the weekend. I yeah yeah. I mean, obviously, on the weekend, I said nah. no, we've got loads of whiskey. We need to need to drink it, and we never got round. Okay, to it. okay. Did you offer us any whiskey at the weekend? Well, I said we've got all this whiskey to drink. Do you want it right. more explicit than that? You, you said that when we arrived, just as we arrived. Did you offer us any of that whiskey that weekend? Well, I said the whiskey was there. I didn't the, say. The, the answer is no, Matt. The, the, Matt, the answer is no. We weren't offered oh, so, any whiskey. So, sorry, David, so you please turn send up your abuse to Matt with, Murray with like a silver tray, saying, "Who would like whiskey, everybody?" If someone, if, someone, look, if someone sent me a bunch of drinks and said, this is for the boys for the podcast. Which I told I you go, about. Okay, at some point this weekend, I'll say, do you, have a glass, do you want a glass of that whiskey? Do you want to try that whiskey? Do you know what I mean? Because technically, but, yeah, yeah, they're I, in your house, they're yours. I ain't going to go rubbaging through, through boxes to get the whiskey out. You're supposed a, a, to go. Absolute the bollocks, Dave. Absolute fucking yeah, bollocks. The like, etiquette I, I, is. I told you were there, they, they, you knew they were there. They're in the kitchen for everyone to see. We just never got around to it. Don't throw okay. me under the bus. Okay, okay. So, so when we were leaving, you didn't think to go. Oh, we still got that whiskey in there. Do you want a bottle? Uh, no, I didn't. I, I forgot. No, but... I didn't think of that. I forgot about that. Okay, fine, fine. We just so we know what the sort of person Matt Murray is. Everyone thinks he's the nice guy. He's not. He steals whiskey quite clearly, and then so forgets to you thank what, people over and it over would have again. Made the, it would have made the journey back a lot more bearable had we had that whiskey. <laughs> yeah, not for Wait, me. I was driving. Well, you were driving, yeah, but you know, I, I could have had had a dram. What was wrong with the fine. What was wrong with the trip back? You were just sitting there playing on your fucking switch all the way anyway. I did not do that. It's, yes, uh... you did do that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, thank you ever so much for all the feedback. If you want to tweet, it's at Computer Game Pod on Twitter or email the Computer Game Show at gmail.com. So this is you know anything we've said that you disagree with, and particularly like comments about uh, loot boxes and whatever, give us a bell and we'll probably discuss it on the next episode we'll address them yeah we'll address them thanks we'll for emailing them. in right okay uh let's get straight to the news then okay so here's the news it's about okay. loot boxes oh, which oh, is... for fuck. this is this has been mental this week though everyone's been talking about loot. every podcast every like one on twitter uh, the loot box thing has so, well, we taken over the world it. What are you talking about? We're the computer game show, mate. We're the, the only ones that should be talking about. It. Everyone else should just let like sit and wait for our opinion. Surely, surely. Go on, James. Okay. So anyway, basically, like one of the things that happened this week was the ESRB came out and said that they don't consider loot boxes to be gambling, and their argument Which is, is this. Bollocks. I'll quote this so that David doesn't say you haven't read it because I have. It says, while there's an element of chance in these mechanics, the player is always guaranteed to receive an in-game content, even if the player unfortunately receives something they don't want. We think of it as a similar principle to collectible card games. Sometimes you'll open a pack and get a brand new holographic card you've had your eye on for a while, but other times you'll end up with a pack of cards you already have. So, yeah, that's the ESRB, and yeah, that's bollocks. What is it bollocks? What's bollocks about it? Okay, because there's, there's I'm some... not disagreeing with you before you get defensive. I'm interested to see why you're okay. so clearly um, like against this. Okay, so first of all, it is gambling. And you see, I did the thing where I looked at the dictionary to see what the dictionary said. And it's, you know, it's a risky action undertaken with a hope of success. That does sound like buying a loot crate to me. And also, the SRB is backed by publishers. So, of course, they're going to say it's not gambling because they're quite happy with, you know, how the system works. But going back to the whole thing with it being like stickers or whatever or like cards or something, I don't think you can really compare the two. 
Um, no this way. Is like we, start, we started talking about this on WhatsApp the other week. But it's, yeah. I mean, these are the main reasons. So, first of all, the sticker album doesn't cost 60 quid, like when you first buy it. That's one thing. Also, the sticker album, you can complete it. Like, you can get all the stickers, you can put it in, you can complete it. You can't do that with consumables and games. You can continue well, just buying okay. them I mean, indefinitely. I, I, I agree with you, James, but you can... You can get all the loot. You can get like the same. No, like, no, no. Say, he's saying consumables. You, well, consumables, once you consume you it, they're yeah. gone. He's got a point. I, mm. Then let me. So let me continue. So then also one of the other things that you can do is if you get. I mean, you remember when you like used to trade like Panini stickers and stuff when we were kids. Yeah. It's like you can trade them with each other. You can't do that with loot crates. Like you can't. If you get duplicates of stuff, you can't trade them. They're just yours. But the biggest problem with it is the fact that there's well, no can, spend You cap. can in some games, I think, can't you? Probably, Because in yeah, Rocket but... League, you can? Well, mm-hmm. another thing is, I'd like, say, Dota, which isn't a loot box, but in, say, like, many Steam games, you can, like, sell the things that you've won and acquired, but, you know. But not all. Okay, not, not all. Yeah. putting you down. Okay. So, but then also, so there's also, like, with this, there's no, there's no spend cap at, at all with this. Like, as in, you can keep on... Just con- with some of them, you can just keep on just continuously buying them. I just mean, like stickers. Yeah, I know, but you can still trade those if you wanted to. There's, but there's mm. with with these loot crates, you can't do that. Like in general, you you can't really do that. My other problem with this is that because I looked, this was like people on, on Romup were talking about this and the fact that if you you know like the ESRB, they have like ratings and stuff, and one of them is gambling, as in like one of the things that's got like a. Yeah, that you know they stick on the box those like stickers yeah. that say it yeah. has this, this, and this. Well, if you look at a game like Yakuza, which has like simulated gambling in it, like it has like um, you know people play, you can play like poker and stuff like that in it. That gets like a sticker saying it's got gambling in it. But if a game's got loot crates, there's no sticker. Why is that? Like if if you're playing like poker or whatever in Yakuza, you're not putting down any real money. It's just in the game. It's just a simulated version of it. Whereas you're actually doing gambling if you're doing with loot crates, but because they don't class it as it, it's it's not. I mean, as I said, my main problem with them is that is the ones that give you an advantage. Because there's two reasons for this. One reason is because it's it it becomes like it's highly addictive, like behaviour, which is probably not healthy, you know, like in general for some people. But then also the other problem is it that I have with is a game design one, which is that it means that the games are going to be designed around people you know, buying these, which is going to create, like, an experience which is not so good, probably, unless you buy them. Do, do you sort of mean? That's, that's like, my other sort of side issue with it. But the thing is, if people want to... My main overall thing with this is if people want to use loot crates, that's fine. But I do think there should be, like, sort of regulation and there should be drop rates as well that are made very clear as to, you know, like, exactly, you know, like, what chances you've got of getting certain things. So where, where's the... To- Try and give a better understanding of your moral stance, right? Mm-hmm. Where where do you stand on sticker books? Sticker books, I don't really have that huge problem with it because it's as I said, there are limits to that. Whereas with this, there are no limits. Um, how about Kinder Surprise? Again, you can trade them, and also they don't cost sixty quid when you buy one of them. Mate, I tell you what, uh, James, you how about Shopkins? What's Shopkins? Are you familiar What's with that? with Shopkins? That's the thing you get in supermarkets, and they're like little gacha eggs or whatever, and you buy them, and there's like seventy in each series. And every time you go for like just a loaf of bread, your daughter wants a Shopkin, and they're like four quid. And you're like, which one will you get? Oh, I've already got that one. I want another one, etc., etc. 
What yeah, but again, are your that's on Gacha. Yeah, but that's the thing because that's <laughs> that stuff is is designed for kids where there's going to be like adult supervision of like you're making the decision to buy that for your daughter. Whereas with this stuff, it's also being aimed at adults as well who you know maybe they have gambling problem you know that that kind of thing. It's it's yeah, it's not so good. I mean, I, what, I, I, what, I definitely what, agree uh, with you mm. um, because I, I spent you know real money on Fire Emblem Heroes to get some good heroes after I spent, say, 250, um, uh, 250 coins that I'd earn in the game, and I blew all that, and I was like, I've, I've got nothing to show for it. Let's bang 20 quid on. And, and yeah, I, I guess someone with uh, who's possibly weaker could easily have spent way more. I managed to stop at 20. Um, so here's, here's something. Would you be okay with it if the games were initially free? Um... I think that makes it less egregious. If, but then also, but then, I, then no, surely, think, that, 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 surely James, it, regulate, it doesn't matter how much a game. Yeah, no, 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 so, it, so, surely no, no, that, that means that you don't care about the moral standpoint. No, 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 no. And if, no, no. Okay, let me finish. Let me finish. Right. If okay, even if it's free though, I still think that there should be spend caps, and also it should be regulated still. But, Do you see what I mean? But everything you were saying about how the parent could be addicted, and mm-hmm. you know, it's for, for, bad for kids. Why does that change because the game's free in the first place? It doesn't. Um, I'm not saying that that is... What I'm saying is one of the hurdles is the fact that you... With gaming is that you've already put down 60 quid for something. That is like one of the like one of the hurdles. But it still doesn't... Even if it's free to play, that still doesn't stop it from being gambling. And I still think it should be regulated in that case. Well, but then, again, that's what we're saying. Like, how does something go, say, from... Kinder surprise to loot boxes. What like what's the line between them when it goes from bit of fun to gambling? What's the line when there's no spend cap and you can't trade stuff? But there's no spend cap on Kinder surprise. You can buy as many as you want. That's true, but then also you can trade them as well if you want to, or they do have some like real world value. So when you're given a Right, so if you get something in return of physical worth, mm-hmm. of, of of monetary worth, regardless of what it is, then that's okay. Well, that's how gambling I'm not, I'm works. Not, I do, please don't think I'm having a pop at you, because what I'm trying to do is yeah, understand your moral standpoint rather than have a go at you about it. Yeah, but that's, I mean, that's how gambling works, though, isn't it? Like, in general. Like, if you bet on the horses, that's how it works. What do you mean? Well, you put down money, and then you might get something back from that. But what you get back from that is a physical object, like in general, which is money. Okay, now what I'm saying is that it's not... You don't consider it gambling, and you don't consider it... Sorry, you don't consider it morally... Like, immoral, if regardless of win or lose, you get something at the end of it that that has some sort of monetary value. It depends, because it depends on if you know how likely it is that you're going to be able to get that or not. No, no, that's what I'm saying. With a Kinder Surprise, you've always got something physical that you say that you can trade. Yeah. Right? And with, with sticker books, you say you always get something physical that you can trade. Yeah. Correct? And also, you can complete a collection as well. Right. Okay. So, your point is this. The moment you there's that chance that you get nothing in return... Or that's when you which, have a problem with it. Yeah, it's it's where you get nothing in return or something which you can't like do anything with at all, um, which will then pressure you to think you've got to do it again. 
like to get something of value. Okay, you know I mean? so but, uh, would the answer to this? Either. Hold on, would the answer to this then for you be that if you could trade duplicates that you get from loot boxes in computer games with other people, that makes it okay? I don't know. I'd have to think about that. This so is Dave, what you I'm say saying. This is the, this is the problem. And duplicates. Okay. What mm. did I say? I always said duplicates. I, I might have done. I don't know. And I say duplicates. I say duplicates. See, this is the problem. How do you regulate it when, I mean, obviously there's someone that's got to come up with a better, you know, standpoint than the three of us. Like, because we don't know much about gambling and we don't know, you know, we're, I don't think we're experts in the field and have enough knowledge to make a, a proper standpoint. But it's fucking hard to regulate. Like, I'm not yeah. saying it shouldn't be regulated because of that. What I'm saying is that it's a fucking trickier subject than, than some people are making out. And Absolutely, yeah. When it's, you've got it, where you've got to decide where to draw the line. Because, I mean, to be honest, I wouldn't mind if loot boxes went and, and Kinder Surprise went and fucking, you know, sticker books went. I, that wouldn't bother me at all, right? Mm-hmm. I'd be totally, I'd be a little bit upset if crane machines went. I'll be quite honest with you. I like them. I always do well on them. Matt? Matt might want to see them incinerated, but I'm, yeah, I'm quite yeah, a fan. That bollocks as well. <laughs> or, or heavy regulation on like uh, loot boxes and, and and stuff like. That. And then and then when you say regulation, do you mean just every game with loot boxes becomes an eighteen? No, I mean that every game would have to have certain rules attached to it, such as explaining what your odds are of like winning of like winning basically. But again, at the moment, right, so there's if, no, there's no, if, you've no idea. If the odds were on there. Like, if the odds were on there, that would then be okay? I don't know. And then also it depends on which age group you're aiming this at as well. Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's so if it's an because... automatic 18 with loot boxes, then surely... See, it's funny because, like, the stuff with, like, the Kinder Egg stuff is... Because, like, my son loves those and he loves collecting the stuff in them. They, I, I don't feel so bad about those, but what I really don't like... Uh, do you know those, like, blind bags you can get? Oh, which yeah, got like, what I was talking about. That's the my gu- life stuff. Yeah, yeah, you see, I, I really, I don't like those because that feels like a con, like and like it's you're like doing. I don't know, but is I it know. gambling? I don't know. I'd have to think about that. <laughs> no, <laughs> so I need got to think a lot about this. No, 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 because I need to know because I, I don't want to say yes or no because I'm, I'm not. I haven't really, I haven't thought about it enough yet to be able to James, sort of decide uh, tune on that. in next week for James Manifesto on gambling. Yeah. <laughs> and now you because um, that's the other thing as well I mean as I said I, I'm not particularly fond of loot crates they've just not bothered me every time I've seen them I've had fun opening loot crates and seeing what I've getting it's part of des- what destiny addictions are based on and I love it I've, I've not had to spend any a, a penny more I've not had felt the need and maybe maybe I'm lucky that I haven't got that sort of thing inside me that eats away and makes me like forces money out of me or whatever but I I enjoy that sort of what have I got? What have I got? Ah, oh, shit! I haven't got what I wanted, and then that occasional ah, oh, yes, I've got exactly what I was after. I like that, um, and I it would be a shame to see it go. I I do kind of understand it. I just yeah. don't know where the line is, and where, see, when as I I'm said, the line f- yeah. the line for me with it, a lot of it is about. I mean, the cosmetic stuff. I can, like I said, I can kind of understand, and I don't think it's so kind of bad, although. As I said, it still does promote like, the gambling side, but it's it's the advantages in games. I think are still not that great. I think it's I, a terrible I idea. I think you need to. Li- I think you need to think about your moral standpoint more, because it it seems that 
you're fundamentally against gambling and that um it it should be regulated. No, I'm not I'm not I'm not fundamentally against gambling completely. What I'm saying is there should be is there there should be sort of limits of this and regulation of it. There as should there is, but I don't as think there is in real life. I mean if you, I, if you, you yeah. know if you look at you know like betting on like football or whatever like that there are rules for this stuff. Whereas yeah. with this there are none and it's it just feels like this is another way that publishers can really get a lot more money out of people by preying on on you know like habits they've got or whatever and that doesn't feel that feels kind of dirty but but then i think when you say things like oh but you know i've got less of a problem with it if it's cosmetics Mm. That kind of well, makes no, you the, think. Hold on. Well, no, then, the are you? What's, that, what's your standpoint? Then I don't understand it. No, because That's it depends. Because I, if it depends on what you're talking about. If we're talking about gambling, then yes, all of those things are problematic. But what if you start to talk about like game design, which is a which is a separate issue with this? I think that's something that I think is a is a problem as well. If games are going to be designed to use this mechanic, it means that they'll be designed so that presumably. Doing like even though maybe you can get these crates by like working hard or whatever in the game, they're going to make it so that it's not as entertaining or not so fun to do that instead of just spending money. Because otherwise, but, but like, what do you think do the it? consumer reaction would be to that? Because I don't think it'd be well, fucking that's, positive. That's, that's what we're going to find out now, isn't it? Because that's what's going on, and this is why. I mean, I just looked. I looked up that thing about the battlefront thing, and it what it is with that is you get these like star cards or whatever, and. With it, you can like get them from like playing in game. Like it is possible to get them, or you can buy it. You can buy them as well. This is the other way, like using like premium currency or whatever they call it. But that's been in gaming for a while, though, right? It has, yeah. But it was in gaming so that you could buy like something and you knew what you were getting because that was the thing with Forza. You know, like how you know you could you could buy stuff, but you knew definitely you were going to get this. Whereas with the loot crate, you don't know if you're definitely going to get it. But what you're saying about like how it's neg- how it will negatively affect games, we're not going to know yet until we see how these things play out. Like we won't know until like how people react to this Battlefront Two stuff, and also I mean Shadow of Mordor as well. Like uses the same thing as well. We won't know until we see Shadow what the reaction of War, is to right? that. Yeah, sh- sorry, Shadow. No, hang on. Yeah, Shadow of War. Yeah, Shadow of War. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, I mean, it's something to keep an eye on. Um, I, I'd be interested to see how it unfolds. And I'd rather it be like that. I'd rather see what's going on than have a reactionary... That's what I'm saying. That, that That's my stance. Because, you know, the, 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 there was a lot of noise about Destiny um, when when the Shader stuff was first announced. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, honestly, I, I've never seen such little like i have not cared about that at all in the slightest it's just not been an issue for me so you know i don't know let's see see what happens see what happens right okay next well the next story is kind of linked with that but we've obviously no no if i mean obviously if anybody is bothered about this there there is (laughs) an for what they're worth an online petition from you know to try and you know get the government to debate this in the house of commons but Currently, I don't think that many people have signed it, so I don't think it's probably going to go anywhere. But maybe I'm surprised Matt. about that. I thought people would be all over that. Uh, I don't know. Perhaps well, it's, it's got over 10,000, isn't it? So they need 10,000 to debate it in Parliament, 100,000 to do something else with it? <laughs> yeah, no, well, consider got... it. 10,000 to consider it to, for a debate and 100,000 for it to be, definitely be debated, I think. Yeah, they've got... Um, no, it's, it's 11... Okay, they get 10,000... Over 10,000, you get a response... 
Oh, right. And uh, uh, over a hundred thousand, they'll consider debating it in Parliament. All oh, right, okay, go on. It's currently eleven thousand seven hundred eighty-four. Oh, right. so okay, I'd, so I'd... they'll get a response to it. I, yeah, I think it, I think it will be debated, you know. And I do think, um, I think they'll they'll jump in. I genuinely think they will. Really? But uh, that's just you know gut feeling. Okay, next. Uh, so the next other story that happened this week was that IGN have acquired Humble Bundle, which is odd. Because you've got here like a, you know, a media company buying a like a games. It's publisher, isn't it? Not yeah, publisher. Yeah, yeah they're publishing now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, not too sure about this. I, I mean, I IGN don't have under- obviously said that it's not going to let it affect their editorial integrity. Well, they're hardly going to say it is going to. That's what I'm going to say. I was going to say. Believe them. Call, call me a twat, but I mean, what else are they going to say? Oh no, no, no! This is a good. <laughs> you know, it's just. I would. I'm surprised they've done this. Wouldn't you just Why? fucking it's, stay clear? It's probably a good business opportunity, and they're probably losing advertising dollars. Um, so I imagine it's like, oh, you know, they're making, they're probably making good money. It's probably a good business proposition. So why not have it added to the uh, portfolio? And it's, it's a nice bit because nice, they, nice bit of because they cover in. games. It's their bread and butter, and and they they're, they're now saying that they're going to publish games as well. What well, I mean, what is going to be their standpoint when it comes to reviewing games that they've published or that their company's published. I guess published. they won't. I guess they can't. Or like running adverts for them and stuff like that. It's a well, bit... Well, I mean, running yeah. adverts is one thing anyway, isn't it? I mean, you could argue, you know, games magazines, games websites have run adverts for games that they've reviewed, uh, mm-hmm. you know, hundreds and yeah, doing thousands years, yeah. of times. But uh, it just seems weird that they would even go there, you know? Especially like they're, they're, with... They're asking... Yeah, questions will be asked immediately. Well, that's why we're asking questions. And I I, I mean, I, I think it's just a very, very strange decision. I just... I, I didn't... F- I don't see the point in going there. Re- I mean, it must be really lucrative for them. But is yeah, it clearly, worth yeah. risking their own reputation, re- reputation for what they do? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's a strange but one. What, it, what reputation do IGN have, though? A bad one. Yeah, mostly. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I, I mean, a bad one probably to a certain group of people, but they're still, what, the biggest games yeah. media website in the world? So it can't be that bad. Well, yeah, I mean, well, they're, they're everywhere, aren't yeah, they? They're on yeah, but I think, your, I think your own your own thing about it, I think you sure you said it in the past, that just because 80 million people watch your standard doesn't mean it's good. And no, no, just because I mean, I mean, massive doesn't mean it's good or respected or has in- editorial integrity at all. Um, Although this doesn't help at all. <laughs> see, the thing is, I mean, I, I've, I've like listened to IGN stuff and watched their stuff, and it's generally, I think it's fine. I mean, it, I, but you see, I wouldn't go to them for like hard-hitting journalism, like video games journalism, because it's not really what they do. But what they do do is is fine. I think it's, it's so. Okay. You think this is the, you? Do you think this acquisition is fine? I don't know, probably not, because it's it is a bit weird, isn't it? The whole thing. I mean, it's yeah, it is a bit, but, but it's a you know, I I don't know, I don't know, you know, the, the how much of a connection the website and games media coverage will have with the people that are running hum, Humble Bundle, we'll never know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it will become really interesting when it comes to them covering games that that maybe they shouldn't, and whether they do or not, I guess. Weird. I mean, it is weird. There's, I mean, 
obviously generally these humble bundle uh, the humble bundle games at least those are ones which have been out for a while so i'm not too worried about that it's, it's when they're publishing brand new indie titles that you have to be worried i i i don't see them covering them at all which is gonna be weird if the biggest games website on the planet isn't covering these indie titles which would ordinarily need the support of someone like ign to get the word out but now yeah, ign I has sort of got their hands tied yeah well yeah i mean they could still advertise them on their website which that's not going to be a problem, is it? It's just, just when it comes to reviews and videos and well, maybe they don't. Maybe they're going to focus on not reviewing the titles and just whacking an ad up. Um, I've got. We'll I'm, I'm going to pipe we'll in with something actually. Uh, something unrelated. Go on. Um, okay, real time follow up. Well, semi real time follow up. Dave, um, obviously last week or two weeks ago, talked about the Snares Mini. You said I don't see the point of it. I know we covered this earlier in the show, but you said, wouldn't it be great if I, if you could play real SNES games? Well, a company called Analog Inc. have announced today. I saw this today. Have, yeah. They've announced today they're basically making a SNES console that also, that, that basically takes real cartridges. It's going to be 140 quid. I think pre-orders go live today. It's called the, uh, Super NT. Um, so would you buy one of these things for 140 quid? No, of course why? I wouldn't. Why but just buy another Super NES. Why, why do you need to buy this? Because this box into TV with HDMI and zero input latency. Okay. Well, I mean, what? CRT TV. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Surely this is more interesting than the SNES Mini, isn't it, James? Um, I guess so. But it's also is this? How is this going to work though? Because presumably Nintendo aren't going to be that happy. Well, this about. is what I was thinking. What are the legality? What, what? How is this legal? I've I have no idea. But the, 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 in the past, this company has also done the the analog NT Mini, so which, which I presume is the uh, is the equivalent of the NES. So they've obviously got history doing this. It's not some random new company. It's just thinking thinking about doing it. So yeah, legally, they must be in a good place to to now work on a second one. Uh, yeah, it's bizarre. I've I mean, all over that, that Dave. The problem with it is obviously getting games is still not is not as easy as if you buy a SNES Mini. And also, oh, you got, got oh, you're too. kidding me. Have you, you ever been to asked Dave last week? It's, it's, it's easy to get. Go, go to CEX. Uh, you go to any CEX. There's piles of them. Yeah, they're usually really expensive, like ten, fifteen, if that. I, I, and it's I usually see, all the I same loads as well. There's a place in Croy- I went yeah. into a place in Croydon not too long ago, and they had fucking cabinets of SNES games. And I'm yeah, not it's, kidding. It's usually just like a million copies of Super Mario All Stars. It's you know. <laughs> yeah, you what can... else do you need? <laughs> you need it's the you one, can't get it? Star Fox Two on it. You know, you'd have to. That's the only <laughs> way you can get... From what I've heard, that's not a bad thing. Yeah, also true. Um, but, yeah. I don't know. I suppose the carts are more expensive or whatever, but at least it's it, surely it's got to be better than emulation. And he was saying that he was like the uh, emulated games that he was playing on his SNES Mini was like suffering from slowdown and stuff. That's just fucking insane. I don't know. Whatever. I do, I, I'm not. I'm not a retro gamer. I, don't, I won't I'd play any of these. Still, anyway. just rather be playing these games on Switch. But you know, that true. Ain't happen. True. Amen to that. <laughs> what? <I> said, amen, <laughs> amen to that. Amen to that. What are you in a Jerry Springer audience? What is this? <laughs> Get ready for my final thought at the end of the show. <laughs> Go on. Can I don't think they let the audience now? members do that. Actually, uh, Matt, is that it for the news? Yeah, that's it. Is it? Right, let's get to what you've been playing. Matt, let's start with you this week. Oh, it's been a good week. So many games to play, and yeah, they all just fell by the wayside pretty much because of Stardew Valley. Now, 
We talked about this last week, but I was only like two or three hours in. I don't think we really gave a good account of it because I haven't played much. But So we're going to start from, from the beginning, Stardew Valley. It's been, it's been on every platform pretty much. So for those of you who have played this for years and know, know how good it is, uh, you, might, you might as well switch off now. But obviously it's out on Switch now. And I think a lot of people, I certainly read a lot of people, have been waiting for it to come out on Switch because it felt like such a great platform for it. And it certainly it certainly feels that way for me. Um so, so, so the game. So I, I described it last week as sort of Animal Crossing, sort of um, Harvest Moon-like. The rough sort of narrative is that at the beginning of the game, you're working at a place called Jojo. You're working at their headquarters in this like, soul-destroying office, corporate office job. Um, and Jojo, like, they're like a big supermarket. Um, basically, your granddad had died previously, and he left you a letter, and the letter said, when um, the pressures of real life get too much, or, or if you're sick of modern life, uh, open this letter. Um, you open the letter, and it turns out he's left you his farm at Stardew Valley um, for you to pursue the simple life. Um, you get to Stardew Valley, and there's a massive Jojo supermarket in town, um, and Morris, like the owner, he's like trying to get everyone there and yourself to buy a Jojo membership. And if everyone does that in town, he'll knock down this old dilapidated community center in town, uh, to make way for a Jojo warehouse. And that's the basic premise. That, that, that's, that's a super loose narrative. Is that intentionally supposed to be depressing? Are we um, going to knock down this community center yeah, and replace it so. with a warehouse? Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. think, I think it pretty much is, yeah. So, so, so he's like, they're supposed to be seen as the bad guys. Yeah, both, yeah, yeah. The, right, the, the gotcha. base is huge, like, huge, uh, essentially it's like, it's like an Asda coming to like a little village saying, look, we're going to knock down your community center and we need it for a warehouse. You know, all the residents will be pissed off and that's very much the sort of the mentality in this game. Um, I mean, which is funny because obviously you, you, it starts off you're working at Jojo, but then now, you know, then you have this yeah, choice. Yeah, we see of, the irony. Yeah. Yep. Um, so Stardew Valley, um, <laughs> Obviously, loads of people have been talking about this on recent, on recent weeks and, and, and certainly in other podcasts. Um, you know, certainly last year when everyone's talking about for like game of the year, so, or certain people were talking about for game of the year stuff. But th- this last week, I think I've probably about 20 hours, I think I'm up to 20 hours played now. And it, it's just consumed me. I'm, I'm fully obsessed with this game. Um, what's it doing to consume you? Like what, how, how is it grabbing you? So. Yeah, the basic premise of the game, I've told you in the narrative, but essentially you wake up every day and you can like fish, uh, for, for fish. Obviously you can do mining, you can, you can grow crops. But the best thing is every single day is filled with op- new opportunities. The, the, when you wake up every day, um, I mean, I, I never plan what I'm going to do in a, in a particular day. It would be based on maybe what crops have grown. And if I've grown like a bumper load of crops, I might take those to, to the shop to sell them. Uh, or I might, um, yeah, I might use them to complete bundles, uh, in the community center. So the community center, as, as it stands at the beginning of the game, it's a dilapidated old building. You go in it and you can basically, it, it's got these little sections within it for, that ask you to, maybe submit or collect a certain types of fish and or certain types of crop or like winter crops, summer crops. And as you do this, you basically gradually unlock different parts of the um, community center or you, I think you can basically uh, fix parts of the community centers, but also things in towns like a bus to desert, which doesn't work at the beginning of the game. And actually for me currently doesn't work, but if you collect certain, certain types of fish, certain types of crop and other sort of things that you might find around the place. You, you're, you're gradually, I get the impression of uh, restoring this community center. So yeah, if, if I have loads of crops, I might do that or I might, I might take them and sell them into town. If it's a raining, I might do some mining. Um, if, it, if it's not, I might do some fishing. It feels like every day 
I wake up and I think, what am I going to do today? And it really is dependent on the environment, the weather, or what crops I've got. And that, that, just that simple loop is ridiculously addictive. Um, to so the, when you say do some fishing, do some crop, what, what's the gameplay like? What, like, what are you actually doing day to day? So, yeah, so, um, so a, a standard day would be I, I would wake up and then I, I have lots of crops. So the first thing I'll do would be I'll, I'll go and water all those crops. Now, I don't have a massive, I've got a massive farm and you can choose which type of farm you have at the beginning. I've just went for the standard farm. I've got a massive load of land, most of which is overrun by, by like uh, trees and rocks and stuff. I haven't really cleared out. I've only really cleared out a very tiny section. I've got some crops. So I start every day and, and, and I water those crops. Um, but in terms of gameplay, what, what does that involve? Like, what, are you just pressing involves, a button near the crops? Yeah, 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 it basically involves like pressing, well, just going alongside the crops and pressing a button on, on the, on the pads and then doing that for everyone. So you can just keep, go right click, right click, right click. Um, you can get sprinklers and you can do things to automate that, but right now I'm still doing it by hand. So, I, in, in fact, I have to say, after watering all my crops, I may be out of most of my energy. So, uh, it doesn't mean I can do, do an awful lot in the afternoon, although you can eat items to give you more energy and stuff. But yeah, so you start a day and you'll be watering crops, unless it's raining, in which case you can do what you want. After that, you might go and meet people in town. You might go and do some fishing. Fishing is, is really simple. Some people found it quite frustrating, but it's a simple mini game whereby you, um, drop your fishing, you, you basically like throw your line in the water. Um, the little, uh, the little, fishing line will bob a bit and then sometimes it will like it will vibrate and, and wobble and that's when you hit the button to to pull the fishing rod up and then some little mini game where you see this bar um and every time you hit the button you, you're moving this this green this little green box of which the fish is moving around and you've got to contain it in the box it's quite hard to right, describe okay. uh, it, it's, yep. it's really super simple mechanics but it, um it, even that's quite satisfying and there's tons of different types of fish depending on whether you're in the lake, if you're if you're lake fishing, river fishing, um, uh, night fishing, sea fishing, so there's loads of different types of animal uh, fish in this example, depending on where you are. Um, I don't think it's seasonal, but yeah, but and so yes, you'll do that, and maybe the fish you want are uh, can be saved towards these bundles to support and restore the community center. Maybe someone in town wants a salmon, you you might give that to someone as a gift. Maybe you're just thinking, oh, these are brilliant. I'll just um, put these in this little trunk by your house and everything that's in the trunk overnight gets sold and you get loads of money for that stuff. Um, but the, one of the great things compared to this, say, compared to um, Animal Crossing is that days can really last um, as long as you want. I, I, unlike Animal Crossing where um, I found that after, after a while I'll play for like, say, 20 minutes a day and I've done all the bits I have to do on that day and I have to wait till the next day. For this, you, know, you, know, you can have a day last five minutes. You'll basically do it. You won't go to bed. It's the next day suddenly. Or you can do as much as you can before your energy runs out and then you go to bed. So I feel like you can get through a lot more, um, w w without having to wait for real life time to tick by. And the whole like, one more day thing is super, super addictive. Because you you would have um, maybe grown some crops, so next day you think, oh, I wonder if those crops are grown. I wonder if I'll get some random posts from a villager. I wonder what the weather's like, and if it's raining, I'll do some mining. Um, maybe I've uh, upgraded a, um, a weapon or an item, and you think, okay, I think it could be ready today. So it, what what gets you, and what certainly got me is, I'll put everything in the trunk to sell. I'll go to bed. It then tells you how much you've made based on the stuff you've sold, and then it's the next day. Now. 
the moment you go up your house, that that's it. You get, you, you'll be playing now for another like 10, 15, 20 minutes. You'll do another day definitely because you think, oh, okay, I've got crops to buy or crops to sell or grow or want to catch this or do this. And maybe one of the crops goes towards a bundle. Maybe you know a villager wants a certain crop or there's like a, an, an event in town. And it's all about that whole one more day. It's such a one more go, like addictive thing. It's, it's amazing. The way, the way you're describing it, makes it sound a little bit like those clicker games that we got so addicted to. bloody lootly It's like Farmville and stuff like that. No way! Because, oh, wait, oh, don't, don't even fucking oh, say hold that. On, hold on, hold on, hold on, let me finish. Because what you're basically describing is very um, monotonous. Yeah. Uh, but it, like, it doesn't it's very like monotonous gameplay um, that, that you can build, like you're always building on what you're doing. So you're doing repetitive monotonous gameplay but it's building up and everything you're doing is, is, is sort of going towards something. It feels like that's how it sounds yeah, to me. It, it's not that way at all, I don't find. So um, although James said last week that it, it, it's a lot uh, more focused than Animal Crossing, you can make it as focused or as unfocused as you want. You can spend all your time just doing farming and growing those amazing crops to get those money to buy more upgrades for your house, yeah, or you can that's... ignore that completely and just do mining. And I've, I've got quite a... A re- uh, relatively modest um, area where I've, where I've got crops, and I'd just go that. I'd do that for a bit of extra money, but I spent most of my time mining. And then, so you can go into these into the, the mines, and um, you basically clear out the, um, the, this level of the mine, and you got you got to find the, the stairs down. And for every fifth level you go on, you can you basically see an elevator um, or lift. Sorry. And that means next time you can just go straight to that floor rather than having to go from floor one, two, three, four, five. So I'm down to like level okay, four. Okay, okay. So, so let's take that as an example. Clearing out, what does clearing out a mine involve? So, so you go to each floor and there are loads of rocks there. Um, and you, you use your pickaxe to, to clear them. Uh, when you do that, you might get, um, you might get some, some stones, which you can use for crafting. You might get, um, I think they're called geodes, which are these little eggs which you need to take to the blacksmith because he can open them and you might get iron or, or, or some, or gold or, or something in there, which is, which is quite cool. Um, but there are also enemies, um, and even the, the combat is sort of like old school Zelda, quite simplistic, but also quite satisfying. You swipe your, see, cause again, this is all just, I'm not slagging the game off. I've not played it. So please don't think that I'm having a pop at the game here. What I'm saying is that the addictive nature of this game feels a lot like when we were playing that Pocket Universe thing. You know, you keep tapping away and then you're building stuff up. And then I'm assuming when you say, oh, you can buy sprinklers and stuff, that's how you get to progress uh, things quickly. Yeah, like well, you, it, it just means you can automate it. And th- I say, if you get a much, much bigger farm, you, you'll spend all your day just watering. Um, whereas you can get sprinklers and automate that stuff. But it, all the mechanics in this game are just fun and satisfying. And like I said, I've done loads of mining just because it's fun to go from floor to floor. And if, if you also have, have an energy bar there, and if you run out of energy in the mine, you'll, uh, you, you'll, you'll basically lose a bit of money. If, if you get killed in the mine, you'll, you'll lose maybe some of your items. So even like, if, if that was like what the whole game was, just the mining, then I'll be super simplistic and rather boring. But as just one part of this game with tons of other fun, little mechanics uh, i think it's brilliant so uh, even fishing is fun you can spend a whole day or days fishing 
mining, growing crops, and but it, you know, and talking to talking to the residents within um, w- within the town is fun. So you get to you get to meet different people. You get to try and work out what they like and what they don't like. Um, so I I had an understanding that there was a lot of like subplots in this that you can get wrapped up in stories and like you know the quests evolve over over time is that true that that, that is true i mean i mean, i haven't really focused on a lot, a lot of the um relationship stuff right now i'm still trying to get i'm still trying to you know get some money behind me get all the crops sorted so i've largely ignored a lot of the a lot of the residents i have like spoken to a few but i haven't really properly tried to to to, to get friendly with everyone so every with every resident in town you there are 10 hearts like icons um if if you look in one of the main you can see all the various residents um you can give residents gifts i mean you can give like um up to like two gifts to each resident a week and you gradually learn what these residents like and with the aim of i think if you get 10 hearts filled then you can basically marry that resident um but i i haven't really i haven't really, i dealt with the relationship stuff i talk to people to say hi and, and whatnot um and some people are wankers and some people are really nice but i haven't really properly focused on okay this person likes this so i'm going to grow this and give this to them to to eventually be like their their husband or wife or whatever because you can go in all the residents houses but you can't go into their bedrooms unless you're a friend uh it says so, so i try and get i try and go in everyone's bedrooms it says you don't know marnie well enough for that um so get out of it basically yeah matt come on yeah. Read the, read the signs. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted. The, I just wanted. But the basically, like, the, the the mayor had lost has lost his purple shorts, and I believe they're in Marnie's room. But I can't get in Marnie's room because I haven't, I haven't, you know, buttered her up. I haven't given her what she wants yet. So, um, but I've I've really sort of largely been ignoring that. Although I have, there has been a few say cutscenes. I was walking through the village the other night, and suddenly Linus, who is this guy who lives in a tent who a lot of residents are throwing rocks at because they don't like him. He was snooping around in someone's bin and um, and basically the other, the other residents weren't happy that he wasn't eating food out of their bins. Um, but but now he's done that. He's told me I can do it and now I also go around and, and eat people's food out of their bins. In fact, there was this summer fair whereby they asked everyone to bring your best produce to the summer fair and I had... Uh, loads of the crops you, you get, you can basically get like standard crops, but also you get like silver stars and gold star crops, and you can also add fertilizer to tilled soil to have a better chance of getting his gold star or whatever. I had, I think I had to bring nine, I had seven gold star pro- uh, crops, I thought brilliant, but I also found a chocolate cake and a rhubarb crumble in the bin, and I thought I'll add them into my, to my display. I think, I think you know, no one's going to notice, and um, I, I came second in the end. Um, people said that the uh, the produce was beautiful. They obviously didn't realise that that two of those items had come from the bin, um, but no one found me out. So it, it's all good. Um, yeah, it's so, just I, I don't know. It's just um, I mean, James, have you played? Have you played this much? Yeah, I've, I've played some more of it. You see, I do like this game, and it has started to get its hooks into me more, but it's also a lot of hard work. This, this see, see the, the problem. The problem I have with this because I was listening back to the show from last week when I was editing, and it, the, what I don't get with because I can see, I can see why Matt loves this game. I think it's, um, you know, one of those games that manages to play on the addictive nature nature of repetitive, uh, a building. I suppose is the right way of putting it. Your your main complaint about this game from last week was that it's not Animal Crossing. Yeah. I just thought that was that was a no, weird well, that's, fucking that's, complaint that's, to no, make. That's, 
No, the reason for that is is because Matt kept on saying it was like Animal Crossing before we got it, and it's not. It's um, yeah, it's it's not like that at all. Right. Okay. But, yeah. Yeah, I think it's similar. It's, uh, I don't think it is. But you can like, decorate your house. Me. You can talk to villagers. You, there's little quests. There's little like, events. You can. It, it, it's got some elements for it. Definitely, it's way more Harvest Moon with like Grand. It's Cops a lot more Harvest Moon. But, yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, it. It's not a bad game. Like I said, it's just that I don't know. It just feels. It's a lot of work. Like you said, it's all like having to water all this stuff and having to like plant things and you know you can do all but that. But you don't have to. Well, you but can't it's not go on, like, completely and just do fishing. You don't have to plug, grow anything. You can leave. Yeah, but you still have to do something. It's like, you know, it's like... Well, yeah, otherwise, don't, don't bother playing it if you're concerned about... Well, no, no, because no, no, you're, no, no, that's the thing, though, because when you play like Animal Crossing, you can just you can just hang around and just, you know, chat with the stupid villagers and stuff. You it's can do bit, that in It's this. different. Yeah, but they're really boring, Matt, and they don't even talk back after you talk to them once. You just say one... You talk to them once, and they just say something like, you know, oh, you know, it's raining today, isn't it? And that's it. And it's like, you don't... Uh, it's just not as... It's you, not as you've got to get to know them, I, I believe. I mean, I, I, I can see that, that accusation myself. I mean, they do have quite rather limited um, uh, dialogue compared to, say, Animal Crossing, but I believe that stuff will get bigger and better as you get to know people more, certainly when you get to marry James, them, isn't it a good thing that it's not Animal Crossing? Yeah, isn't sure. it a good thing that it's a different game? It is good, yeah. I'm, I'm, so then why do you always come back to Animal Crossing? I don't. It's Matt that brought up Animal Crossing to begin with. I just... <laughs> Oh, stop winding me up. I'm not stop winding you up. You, anyway. I mean, you brought it out twice in your... Like, okay, whatever. Anyway, basically, the, the general... The basic core gameplay loop is game is so addictive. It's just so addictive, and I, I love it. And also, this feels like very much like a me game, but I haven't checked a guide... I, I, I'm not min-maxing like I do normally. It's super, super relaxing. I just feel like, oh, I'll just do whatever whatever I want to do in a day. I'm not like making sure I do this to do this to do this. I'm just waking up and saying, oh, I might do some mining today or some fishing because those are fun. And I, I like, you know, saying them get money to potentially updo my my house someday. I haven't done that yet. You can buy, like, say, TVs and wallpapers and build, actually build extensions to the house. I haven't bothered with that yet. It's just the music's absolutely gorgeous. Um, the writing that I've seen so far is really fun. There's definitely feels like there's a bit of an air of mystery. Um, in the game, I, I randomly found a chance upon this house where there's a frog selling hats and I bought this, like, this, this rain hat. Um, I also, um, blew up this wall in the mines and I found these guys which talk in different language. I don't know how to, I don't know how to, uh, you know, decode or understand what they're saying. There's this. So with the, with the hat thing, why is that good? What makes that good? Because I was just like I was just walking around the forest and I find this random random building selling hats where there's like just a frog there. I, d- I don't know where that goes or what that's about, but I just thought it was interesting. There's also a wizard at one point. At one so point. there's so I think one of the things that you haven't really touched on yet that I think we, we, we're the same with with um, games in this silk is that you with the with the hidden surprises is always a big thing for you, isn't it? When, oh, yeah, when a game, stuff. when out of nowhere there's this thing in this game and you're like, what? And then you follow it down a wormhole and then you find something that you had no idea was in the game. That's a big thing for you, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I love that stuff. And I feel like there's so lots of mystery in this, this game is, already. There's lots of it in this, yeah. Yeah, there's also... Okay, that, little, make, that like, makes sense. There's also little statues of rabbits and they've all different colours on. And I'm, not, I'm not quite sure what, where, where that goes. There's this um, wizard in this tower and I, I, I get an impression that I'll be able to, like, cook up broths and do all sorts of stuff but he says i can't go into his library or the spell books are because he doesn't know me well enough yet um 
Yeah, the the. It's, so it, you haven't been on a Reddit to look any of this stuff up yet. Um, I know, I've I've been on the Reddit, but I haven't like oh, said, oh, what does a wizard do? How do I min max a wizard or get like the quest chain? I'm just, you know, if I'm saying I, ha- you know, I have looked a little bit here and there, but certainly nothing like I would, nothing like I would do in any other game. It's just. I almost don't want to know either. Half the joy is working out on your own or seeing how it's going to play out. And as much as I've been playing this over the last week, I don't want to. It's I don't want to rush it. I, I I'm just enjoying. It's just super super relaxing to play, and it's really fun. And I think I'm going to put t- like I reckon this is going to be one of my most played games of the year. And it's also made me fall in love with my Switch again. Um, it's just so perfect for that. I wouldn't obviously. I can doctor switch and I, I, I doctored once for like five minutes just to see what it looked like on the TV. But everything else has been handheld. I've taken my switch to work every day. I've been playing at lunchtime, playing on the train to and from work. Yeah. It's just, um, it's just super fun. One, one of the criticism, well, I guess it's a criticism is one of the things I loved about Animal Crossing is I love the real life, um, the things that relate to the time or, or the day in real life like, i like the thing on sundays where you bought turnips obviously this doesn't have that because the days are as long or as short as you, you make them and so it's never gonna do that but the, the, that's one of the things when i'm crossing that i do miss um but yeah it's just so fun so addictive and it took me the first few hours i'm like what's the point what do i do but i feel like now i'm understanding okay i can buy and sell things at shop i can give them to residents i can complete these bundles the bundles are really fun because i'm like okay i want to collect these fish these go fishing like, i've got two of these but I'll, I'll give them to the i'll try and complete a bundle and i'll try and unlock a bit of the community center and oh it's so fun are you gonna try and play more james or not bother yeah yeah definitely i'm definitely gonna you know continue playing it and uh yeah hopefully get some more out of it it's sitting certainly. there playing it with his Animal Crossing t-shirt on, yeah. just cursing it because it's not Animal Crossing. I, Matt has brought Animal Crossing up multiple times during his during this. I've <laughs> so not said you? it once. Oh, anyway, whatever. oh, James, you've 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 lied a lot on this podcast, but you can't say that you've not mentioned Animal yeah, Crossing once. Yeah, of course I have. But oh, I just want Animal Crossing on Switch. It's just not going to happen, though, is it? It's, what's happened to that? Like, oh, what's happened to that mobile game they're supposed to be working on? That's that's supposed to be out this year. And yeah. It looks like it's gone all quiet. By the way, sad. I mean, just, James, hate it. I, I I really do want you to play the game, and and you probably will be one. You probably just won't want to like it because it's not Animal Crossing, etc. And maybe I've talked about it too much, but I have a feeling that the more you play, you will suddenly say, "Oh yeah, actually, this is this is incredible." Actually, I'm this sure. is the best. It's good, but you know. I- yeah, I'm not. I'm not at the amazing stage yet. Because yeah. I, I, I think the more you play, I think you will definitely hit that. I think in a few weeks you'll play. Oh yeah, Animal Crossing. Uh, uh, yeah, Stardew Valley is fucking brilliant. See, I, I'm going to be curious to see if you're still playing this in a couple of weeks. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, so am I actually because I'm hitting it pretty hard at the moment, and I'm like, well, maybe I'll get bored. Um, I'm almost so each. Um, it's each season uh, is 28 days in game time, and I'm. Come, I'm, I'm in winter now, and I've actually just realised uh, the day before winter that you can't grow crops in winter. So, and I haven't really planned anything. I, I did manage to um, grow like thirty pumpkins on the last uh, and and harvest them on the last day of fall, giving me like fifteen grand. Uh, so I got twenty five grand in the bank. But now I've realised. Hang on, hang on. Matt, the last day of what? A lo- uh, well, they call it fall in the game. Far, last day of you- autumn, whatever. Um, I now realise that you can't grow crops in winter. So. I don't know what I'm gonna do there, but uh, you. Can... What happens? What can you? Is there like a proper game over at any point? You lose everything. Uh, no, I don't. I don't believe there is. I think mean, you just keep going 
I'm sure you can collect everything and totally restore the community center, but I believe the game just carries on, carries on indefinitely. Fair enough. Um, Are you going to stream any of this? I was thinking about it today. I'm not. I'm not. I, I, I might do. It, I'm not sure if it is. Like, it's not a particularly interesting game to look at. But I, I might. Why, do. Why, just, why? Why? Why have you stopped streaming? You've you spent so I've long been busy, setting it all I up. Barely, and I've just been playing games. You've just put twenty hours into Stardew Valley. Yeah, but I've been doing it like on on the yeah on, you know on the bus on the train and stuff. I haven't. I mean, I played. If you want to see Matt stream this game, then send a message. No, I happily do that. Game I pod. happily do that. Uh, we'll do it then. Well, once I'm a little bit, once I've got more time to do that sort of stuff, I'll definitely be doing it. Oh, come on. Come on, guys. Just, just subscribe to us. Subscribe through Twitch. Subscribe through Twitch. Okay, now I'm not going to go on it anymore. I'm not going to. Come on. We need to get these. We need to pay these subscribers. We need to give them what they want, Matt. Otherwise, I'll all fuck off to John Denton. None of us want that. None of us want None that. None of us want um, that. I did, um, <laughs> I did also play um, a bit of Iron Banner in Destiny 2 for one evening. Have you played any of that, Dave? Disappointing this year, isn't it? It's really disappointing. So, yeah. Ryan Banner, for those of you who aren't familiar with it, so that's the, it's a Destiny 2, uh, PvP event, so multiplayer event, and in Destiny 1 at least, um, it was really based on your light levels. So, it, things weren't normalized in terms of light, light levels where everything is pretty much the same. If you had a really high light level and great weapons, that made a big difference in multiplayer. And, and that was really fun, you know, to, to have your, 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 uh, have a really good loadout, a uh, really good build of, of, of weapons and whatnot and, and go out again, against the best with the, against people with really high light levels. Now in Destiny 2, that's, that is not there. So this, this is just another multiplayer mode. Um, also in Destiny 1, uh, for Iron Banner, it, it's a, it's an event that lasts a week. And previously you would basically, uh, the more you played, you went up ranks, and then you went to like level one, uh, and then there's, you can be, you can meet this guy called Lord Shacks, and in Destiny 1 at least, you could, if you're a level one, you could buy certain things from him, rank, uh, level two, up to around level five, and you try to get up to level five, because that is when you could buy the best items from him. This year, that's gone as well, and it's just another, you just get tokens, when you win or lose games. And Which, it, for those of you that don't know about Destiny 2, I mean, that's the same as every other, yeah. Every, uh, I think there's eight vendors. Yeah, there's basically the like three or four different areas. There's PvP tokens. There's uh, yeah. There's multiplayer tokens. There's single player tokens. And basically, it's just another vendor where you can earn tokens. Yeah, it's just that, that's the thing. Iron Banner used to be an event that was totally different to anything else in the game. Now it's not. It's just another bit of Destiny yeah. Two, uh, which is disappointing. It's really disappointing. Yeah, I used to love Iron Banner. Now it's just uh, also yeah. So when you get twenty tokens, that's when you basically giving them into Lord Shacks and you get an engram, and it could be anything from this selection of Iron Banner armor or weapons or shaders or whatever. And it's just I, I played one evening of it, and it's just boring. Whereas normally I'll be hammering in all week to get to rank five to get to, to buy the best weapons, and I just like I can't I can't even bother with it. I mean it's. It's fun because Destiny is fun, but it's nothing like what I used to love. That's about Iron the thing. Banner. I mean, I've been I've been playing it. I played it for a couple of nights this week, and I enjoyed my time because it's Destiny Crucible, and I think it's brilliant this time round. However, it felt absolutely no different from just playing normal Crucible. It had no difference. Whatsoever. It, it was awesome that they brought that Destiny One map. The years of like Shades of Time or something. The uh, yeah, uh, the, the 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 control map where you, you, the, even notice that. I didn't see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, 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 oh, I, right, I love sure. the fact that they brought that back. Where, where, where you're, there's like caves and whatnot, and uh, there's, there's one of the control points where you jump up on this bridge-like area, 
Um, I know that I know they might be talking about yeah, it, yeah. yeah, but I yeah they brought that oh, back. Shit. It, and I, I was so good one. playing on that map because that is one of the best maps they've ever done. And I loved I love that map from Destiny One, so I was happy to do that. I love control. I had some great games, and it, it was fun. But it it's just another multiplayer mode. It's just another way to grind for loot with and earning more tokens. And it wasn't. It just doesn't feel different. That's that's the Iron point. Banner. It doesn't feel no. different. Yeah, Iron Banner's lost its name a bit. Shame. Yeah. Okay. Um, cool. Uh, one other game I've got. Um, I'll be quick. So okay. I played The Invisible Hours, which is um, the new. It's a VR game on PSVR and also on Vive um, by Tequila Works, the guys who made Rhyme. It's a murder mystery game um, set predominantly in this one location of this mansion. Um, and I've only played like an, an hour or no, no, I've probably had, probably about two hours of this. I would play more, but Animal uh, fucking hell, not Animal Crossing. Um, but Stardew Valley got its hooks into me, so I didn't play much. But um, this game. Um, so before you even start the game, you're working. You're walking basically in first person into this theater, and eventually you sit down in this theater seat, and you see like a curtain in front of you, and you hear like the crowd whispering, and then the game starts. So it's already trying to get you to think as if it's uh, live action theatre and it, it, it's a weird way of doing it but it, it, so you're in this game you're, you're sat in this theatre basically watching this this live live theatre thing uh, whatever the, the game properly starts uh, once you're sat down uh, you're watching this character get off this boat um, next to the sea and you're walking up this wooden staircase on a wet and windy afternoon um, and you get to this courtyard this big mansion you see a woman crying um, it transpires that you've been invited to his house for the weekend by Nikola Tesla, who is a real guy from the olden days. So, uh, so uh, sorry. So, before you continue, you're playing as an audience member, or you're playing as someone in the play. Well, you're basically you're you're playing as as just as no one. You're you're basically the camera. So you don't have a character. Um, you're just able to follow other people in this game. So there's no actual gameplay involved. It's just a well, yeah. So so um, so the gameplay is yeah. So, so just continue. So you go into his house. Um, as you go into the house, <laughs> the guy who's inv- inv- invited you there called Nikola Tesla. He's found dead in the main hallway. Um, the the main character that you follow to walk into the house is his disgraced detective. It's like Swedish detective, I think. Oh, no, he's American, but you know, whatever. You and basically it's his task. Then he says to interview everyone and to work out how this murder took place um what you can do is you can um let the the gameplay basically play out so these com- these conversations are happening characters are walking around this this building uh, but you can rewind time fast forward time and you can follow various various characters so when in, in chapter one you can basically just um let let the game play itself and you can basically um watch you can basically follow, say, one character and he'll go into his room, have a conversation, um, and then go somewhere else. And then that could be, chap- they'll say chapter one's over. But then I would then switch to another character or, you know, move my, move around the house, watch another character, rewind to the start of the chapter, see what they did, what, um, what they said. Um, th- there are seven people in this house. There's like this, um, there's a convicted murderer. There's this, what they class as the world's most famous actress. There's Tesla, who's dead. His former assistant. There's um, also Thomas Edison, the, the also real life inventor. Uh, so there's all those people. I think mean, there's seven people in the house, and you're basically there to investigate how how Tesla died and 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 whatnot. Um, 
And yeah, it, it's really interesting because you might be, you might listen to one conversation and think you know how that conversation has gone down. You understand what Pill said, but then you might rewind and actually what you see in a previous scene or what that character said to someone else totally changes what you then saw in that conversation you just had. Uh, or you might see, uh, you might go to another totally different part of the house and see two other people conspiring against the people that come into other conversations. So just listen to conversation once or, or following one person through the house is just literally one tiny part of the story. And I've already found some interesting twists where one guy is talking about uh, his his past life or something that happened in the past and then you'll go and I look to his other character, see what they do and they've revealed something that that basically changed how I thought about the first character. Um, and yeah, it, it, it's really, really interesting. Like I said, I've only played like two hours. Um, the timing, the time thing is, is a subject I want to talk about because basically Eurogamer reviewed it and said that the game, the whole game you can basically do in two hours. Now, I believe basically if you literally just pressed play on the game and what followed one character through the game, and I think there's four or five chapters, it probably would last two hours, but that isn't how the game's played. Like the first chapter took me two hours because I went through every single character and watched them from the start of chapter to the end and made sure I worked out every conversation. So for you a game, would say the whole thing lasts two hours. I think it's a really weird criticism and it feels like they didn't even play the game properly at all. Because there's literally no way they could have done the whole game in, in two hours. Unless they literally just pressed play and then didn't even interact with it. Um, not if they were listening to all the other conversations and seeing what the other characters had to say. Yeah, so we're biased. Like those people that say, well, actually, you can play the whole of Dark Souls without leveling up. So you're like, yeah, but you're never going to do that first playthrough, are you? Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, um, so but, but basically, um, the, the writing is really, really strong. It's really engaging. The voice acting is really good. There are um, all the all the uh, voice actors um, have done like motion capture, and they've all done. I, I watched a couple of like, behind the scenes where they've all done uh, all rehearsed the scenes if it's a proper play, and yeah, the voice acting and the writing is really good. Uh, each of the characters has a really interesting backstory uh, and depth that I sort of didn't really expect. Um, graphically, though, this thing looks really, really blurry. It it looks not great and even i looked on steam at what people were saying about the vive version and they say that doesn't look great either so it's not off-putting it just doesn't look that does not look great um i remember when i watched that do you remember the video that you had it was some like french cartoon uh yeah that played out in front yeah. of you um i remember watching that and thinking the like it was the quality of the visuals there was so much worse than it was in say you know, a game like, you know, the, all the other games we were playing in the playroom or whatever. Mm. Um, it's weird when it seems like when you're not moving forward constantly, when you're stopping and staring and looking at things, it really does highlight how low resolution the screens are on PSVR. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's no uh, screen, there's very little screen door effect and that's where you can't really see the the lines between the pixels and that's really noticeable on via an oculus so psvr's got that but it's super low res uh, it's not off-putting and like i'm definitely going to keep playing it because um although tequila works said this can't be done in vr without vr i think it probably could um it works really well in, in vr and it does feel like a bit more of a grown-up use of it and yeah the, the ability is just to fast forward and listen to different conversations to learn different things about the characters which changes the context of what you've just heard is really good and uh, there's already been a couple of twists as i say so 
Looking forward to seeing how the rest of it plays yeah, out. Yeah, I look forward to hear what you think of it by the end. I, I, I've, I mean, I said before when we were first talking about VR, I'm really interested to see what it does for the arts, you know, and putting someone in a different perspective when it's more of a scene playing out rather than it than a game that you're playing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that this does seem to work perfect for VR. Yeah, it's uh, it's good. Good so far, oh, anyway. Right, um, I'll do mine then because. Uh, I've been playing a lot more Golf Story. In fact, I've been playing that consistently throughout the week. And last week I said I thought I was near the end. And Scientologist put me right on Twitter and said, no, still got a while to go. And he's right. Uh, so I'm really happy. I'm really happy that I, I still had a lot more to go. There's been some crazy shit happening in that game since we last spoke. I don't want to ruin too much, but, you know, uh, there's been like murder mystery bits. There's been um, bits where... I'm going through haunted houses and winning it like it's spiraled out of control the story uh yet has still remained consistently funny throughout um the challenges get they get harder as you go along some of them I'm getting really stuck on but I'm just determined to stick with them until I've got them done and yeah really uh, interesting how many hours I, you I mean, so far because when I hear RPG uh, I think oh, it's going to be like 60 hours and no 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 because as I said it's more of a golf game than it is an RPG I think I've put about 15 hours into it uh and reading on forums and stuff it's, it feels like a 20 hour game maybe okay. a little bit less so um you know there's a lot of gameplay there but uh it's just i'm just really enjoying it really really enjoying it still uh and i can't wait to get back to it i had to turn myself away from it to start podcasting tonight it's really good um the other game i've been playing is uh middle earth shadow of war uh i had no intention shadow of war is that it yeah so that's cool <laughs> it's hard to tell um I had no intention of playing this. And Mark said, look, we need someone to review it. Can you review it? And I said, yes. And within three days, I'd emailed back and said, uh, this is Mark from Spong, by the way. Um, and I said, I don't think I can review this. Um, so those that have played Shadow of Mordor, I mean, I mean, did you play the first one, Matt? No, I didn't know. I, I like I'm Lord surprised because you're a Lord of the Ring fan, never aren't did. you? Well, I'm not. I, I like mm. the films and I've read the book, of course, but... Um, no, I, I never did. Right, see, because I've got no interest in it. I've got zero interest in it. And um, there came a there came a point when I was I was actually t- chatting to Andy uh, from Spilt Milk Studios and said, "Oh, there's a character in it, and um, you know, I, I, th- this happens." And he said, "Oh yeah, that's such and such. She used to be this. Now she's this." And and I'm like, right. There's far more story and Lord of the Rings stuff in this than I ever thought there would be. I thought in the first one, from discussions that I had with people, it was more of just a license thrown at a game rather than a game based around a license. This feels very license driven. Yeah, I, I, I think the thing you're talking about, I think you're talking about the shell of the, the Spider Woman, aren't you? Is that the character? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. It, they've obviously taken a lot of the source, source material and done things with it but um yeah i i get the impression it uses that quite well yeah I, I have no doubt that it does that quite well what i'm saying is that as someone who's not into lord of the rings not into fantasy not into any of this stuff it feels like i'm missing such a huge draw for this game you know such a huge part of it now talking about the first game with with friends and stuff it, it, it didn't feel like it was that sort of game that's that, that had so much of the lord of the rings it, it felt almost like a standalone thing that you could just jump in on uh this certainly doesn't feel like that and it makes me think that 
hey, I should not be reviewing this because it would be unfair for me to put a number on it based when I'm not even understanding a large portion of the game. And the more I've played it, the more I've noticed that there's so many references and so much stuff in it that I'm just not going to understand, not going to get, um, that I sort of said, okay, hold my hands up. I'm This is above me. This game's above me. Um, and it's not been the first time I've had to sort of put my hands up and say I can't review it and and it won't be the last but uh he's Mark replied back and said yeah absolutely no problem I get it but can you write something about what it's like to play the game if you're not into this sort of stuff like how does the gameplay hold up as an open world game is it good um and the more I play it yeah the better it is as an open world game um even though I don't understand what's going on, what the characters are, what their backgrounds are, uh, why there's a ghost inside this fella. I don't understand any of this stuff. Um, because, I, you know, I didn't play the first game either, so I can't really compare. Uh, like, I can't take the story from that, and I can't compare what is improved on, all that sort of stuff. All I can say is that an open world game, it does an incredibly good job of trying to make everything fun so it shaves away all of the annoying stuff you get with open world games and kind of tries to get you to a point where you're enjoying yourself as quickly as possible you know there's no there's stealth in it right but if you get seen it is literally no problem i mean i've been in stealth mode, walking up to someone, basically bang on into their eye line. And I didn't get caught until I got really close. All I would do is just like walk around the side of them a bit and then I could stealth kill them. It doesn't punish you and send you back like so many of these games do. Like, you know, for example, when you play Assassin's Creed, if you get seen in that, it's a complete ball ache. If you get seen in this, it's no problem. You just fight. And and the fighting is the same sort of stuff as... um, Batman, so you're sort of familiar with that sort of stuff. The uh, traversal around the f- stuff, it, it feels like a Assassin's Creed where you're holding down the X button and you're running up to is, things. Is there a lot of traversing then? Oh, a hell of a lot, yeah. Yeah, you, you're running around a lot um, and climbing things. You climb things like you do in Assassin's Creed. However, there's a button that if you're at the bottom of a tower, you press X and it just takes huge jumps up up the tower if you fall off you don't die you just land and then you get back up again so it feels like a lot of the punishment is gone um you can get killed in this game uh, but they even they make that very difficult because when you're in huge battles with loads of enemies if you run out of life you have a qte to try and stay alive and it, it delivers a powerful attack against whatever you're fighting so if yeah it it's clearly a game that says okay it's a Lord of the Rings game. Let's put all the characters people love. Let's put like places that they know from the films and the and the books. I I assume I don't really know, um, but I'm, you know it feels like that's all in there. But in terms of gameplay, let's just focus on the good stuff and forget punishing a player. Don't make it too challenging. Don't make it. Um, uh, don't make them have to do the boring stuff like i mean you're in a town or whatever but it is absolutely rammed with enemies and i mean an insane amount of enemies i don't think i played an open world game where there's been this many enemy per square meter it's insane um which has its problems as well like so it has the nemesis system and if you haven't played that 
uh, or you don't know what that is, you've probably heard a lot about it. But what it is is that certain enemies are more powerful than others. Uh, these enemies have weaknesses and strengths, and they're littered throughout. The, like, when I'd heard about it from the first game, I just assumed it was one or two per sort of area. It's not, there's fucking tons of them. Um, in order to get, work out what their st- strengths and weaknesses are, you have to interrogate these little certain types of ogre. Um, however, they're just in areas that are absolutely rammed. So w- initially it, it, it makes it feels like you, you have to sneak up on them and, and hold down the circle button and te- interrogate them. But that's not really the case. You just rush in and just make sure you interrogate that one. Um, so yeah, it's, so it's, it just puts as much shit in the world as possible. Um, which means that you're not really, like, if you're trying to get from A to B, you can always, you could do it by jumping across rooftops, but you can also do it by just having, like, a massive fucking brawl all the way there. Like, at times it feels like Dynasty Warriors, That's that, there's that many enemies in there. Um, the only problem is, is that the very nature of this, this um, Batman-style combat is that you're hammering one button a lot, and it does a lot to try and mix that up. You know, you do get the counter button that you have to press every now and then, the jump button, um, and stuff like that. But it, 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 for the majority of the time, you're just hammering the square button, and uh, that does get a little bit, you know, sort of, you feel less invested in it. Like, I wish there was more combos and stuff, and maybe that comes the more I unlock stuff. I'm certainly unlocking things that are making things a little bit more interesting, so that's pretty good. Um, but yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm impressed. I'm still playing it and I'm going to still play it. Um, I'll just be skipping the cutscenes and getting straight to the, to the gameplay, you know? Yeah. I was going to play this this week, but, um, other things, you know, uh, stars, you, uh, stopped me playing that, but I'm definitely interested in playing. So I didn't play the first one. I, you know, I like Lord of Rings books and the films. So, uh, obviously this didn't get like incredible reviews. So I wasn't like busting to play it, but, uh, I think the main the main um, complaint that I've read is that there's just way too many mechanics in it, and I I totally agree with that. I think they have thrown too much at it, um, but I'm finding a lot of stuff easy to ignore. It's not like I'm in a battle and I'm thinking, oh yeah, I forgot that mechanic which lets me do this. I just continue playing how I'm playing, and then every now and then I'm learning some new stuff, and sometimes I implement it, but a lot of the times I don't, and. Um, and it does get a little bit confusing in the menus because you're you're collecting loot and then you're active like you're um uh what do you call it you, you're uh, activating what what the fuck are you called? you're selecting which weapon you want but you're also upgrading your character with skill trees and stuff like that right. um it, there's a lot to take in especially at the start um and a lot to remember when it, t- that it comes to um uh, attacking beasts there's huge beasts everywhere um and you can some of them you can attack and jump on their backs and use to your advantage some of them you can like literally take over the catapult that's attached to them and stuff like that uh you can uh, there's a, a bit of far cry in there where you there's like hanging meat everywhere and you can fire an arrow and it drops down on enemies and then all of a sudden these huge beasts turn up and try and attack them uh and so there's a lot that you have to constantly think of and i can see why some people will find that frustrating it's not got on my nerves too much yet uh it's a little bit frustrating with constant notifications of hey remember you can use this by holding square um that sort of stuff gets on my nerves a bit but i'm pretty sure you could switch that off and if if you can then i'll be doing that next time i log on because mm. i just want to be left alone for a what, bit what are you but, playing this on 
Uh, just the default one. Oh, cool, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I I'm, heard... enjo- I'm enjoying it. Okay, good. it feels like I'm missing out on a lot of what the game's about, but I'm enjoying it as an open world game, which is saying quite a bit, I think. Yeah, but it isn't one of those games where it's just a million things on a map, like a million. No. Okay. No, no, it's very selective. There is millions of things, but when you look at the map, it's not completely rammed with icons. You you could basically pick and choose what you're going to focus on. Uh, you will come across a lot within the world. There'll be, you know, items to collect and uh, bits to do uh, and things to stumble into. Um, but I didn't really feel that when I was looking at the map, I was massively intimidated because everything sort of segregated so it's like these are your story missions these are your missions that to do this you these are your missions to do that um and you basically select okay i want to do a story mission and that'll just show up as a huge objective on your map and then you're away you know mm. so it doesn't feel like a uh, ubisoft game is there more player in this i don't know i've no idea if there's a multiplayer in this i've, I've not seen any options for it but i could be wrong Huh. Yeah, well, I'd be surprised if there was. There wasn't in the first, was there? I have no idea. No idea. You know what's you know what's mad though with this Nemesis stuff. I did not expect it to be this frequent. Like I, I thought it was bosses essentially, um, but I was in a fight the other day where I was fighting a Nemesis and another one showed up in that one fight, and then a third one showed up in that fight. So I was fri- fighting three of them at once, um, and they all had their own little intro and weaknesses and all that sort of stuff. Don't they have their own professions now? Sorry? Don't they have their own, like, professions, doesn't it? Or, like, a little, like, fact about them. Yeah, it it does. That sounds really weird. Some of them are quirky. Uh, I assume you're referring to the dude with the loot that that, um, that I'm talking about, the instrument loot that he plays and sings while he's attacking you and stuff like that. Um, It was pretty funny. I, I quite liked it. So, yeah, I, do, well, you know, I mean, I haven't, no like, I haven't played the first one, I haven't played this one yet, but, like, the stuff I have seen where the characters are also, like, cockney geezers with, like, funny little lines, like, that stuff just feels really wrong to me. But does it work in the context of the game? It does for me. Whether it does for a Lord of the Rings fan, I don't know. There is serious stuff in this. It's not fully wacky all the way through. Um, it, it feels like... The, the wackiness is saved for the ogres um, and the serious stuff is saved for everything else. Uh, so, you know, I don't know how a Lord of the Rings fan would react to that. But for me, I've got no, I've got no issue with it. Mm. I just, as I say, I, I'm mainly skipping the cutscenes now. Uh, so I've got no interest in, in listening to the story now that I'm not giving it like a, f- a full review. Um, so I'm just focusing on what it's like to play. And I, I, I think it does a good job. I think it's fun. Whether whether I would recommend it to someone that, that hasn't, uh, that's not into Lord of the Rings, though, I don't know. Probably not. Because it it does feel like you're missing out on quite a bit. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Well, uh, hopefully next week I'll have something to say about it as well. Yeah, I'd be interested to hear what you think, being a massive Lords of the Rings fan yourself. Oh, I love those you know, hobbits. James, you like Lord of the Rings, don't you? I do, and I'm I'm kind of disappointed that you have you said the word orc um, while you've been talking about this. Cause yeah, this I think so, yeah. Orc once. Well, you, uh, I think I have. I said orc. I mean, you said last Didn't week, I? James, and you're like orc arena of time. But uh, 
Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Did you? Th- I said orc or ogre. I think I might have said ogre. You said ogres that's, quite a bit. But that's yeah. Shrek, isn't it? Shrek. Maybe I'm getting Shrek and Lord of the Rings mixed up. Maybe. Or maybe Shrek Two. Go on. What you been playing, James? Um, I've been playing two things mostly. I've been playing Beyond Two Souls last week. Which are you getting on? Uh it's not very good, is it? Is is the problem? I told you. You see, and the problem with the game is that uh, I still find it kind of baffling and quite boring. Is is the problem? I mean, this. I mean, it, you saw the highlights, presumably, and I did. The, uh, the, the the latest video is now up on our YouTube page. Episode two of James plays uh, uh, Beyond Two Souls. I yep. mean, there was the bit when I was in the high speed chase and I forgot that I was playing it. <laughs> it was quite funny because you're watching this big like motorbike chase and then the motorbike just stops and the helicopter sort of just buzzes overhead to say what the fuck is going on here uh, and then you you realize that you're actually supposed to be playing the game yeah and it, we've all been a, there i mean because the problem is is that because the the fragment is okay the, the storytelling is really fragmented and i don't think it really works because there's no so far, maybe it's just because I'm streaming it and I'm not really concentrating because there is that aspect to it always. But there doesn't seem to be a lot that's kind of like links everything together, providing context. And that's right. The- okay, it's partly a problem with it being a game, and games mm-hmm. have a certain expectancy for how long you should be playing them. Um, but it's also partly for the fact that you have no patience at all. That's true. Every time I've seen you talk about this game or, um. Or when you were playing Heavy Rain, it was like, why is he doing that? Well, James, keep playing. You might find out, mate. Well, what does this mean? Well, just keep playing and you'll explain. They're not going to just not tell you. I know, but the thing is, like, if you think about, like, okay, think about Memento. You remember the the film? I remember the film. Have you seen that? So many times it's not it's not even funny. Okay. So in that, the timeline also goes all over the place. But the thing is, there are common points... Like, there's the notes and the tattoos and stuff that keep the story focused. With this, I'm not seeing so many sort of common points that keep things really grounded. It's just boring. And the dialogue is really dull. There are common points. There are. It's just because of the length of the game, you will not have started picking up on them yet. That's what I'll say. To be fair... I, it was one of the things that I didn't have a problem with. The, the fact that everything was non-linear, I didn't have a problem with it because it did slowly start peeling away the questions you have about what's going on. Mm-hmm. I, I think that was one aspect of the game that did work. Um, but there wasn't much else. I'm just and finding it, it a bit boring. I mean, Heavy Rain was really, really good compared with this, I think. Like by Heavy Rain was a decent. It, it was a decent game. Yeah. I, I've, I much preferred it to this. Absolutely. It's certainly got more memorable characters, because that's the other thing I'm finding with this. I'm not finding anybody, apart from Norman Osborn, like that, you know, like that memorable, to be honest. Yeah, there was only one character that I liked in this game, but I'll I'll hold off telling you who that is till a little bit later. Uh, I want to see if you start liking I the noticed, person. I noticed, James, you're up to your old tricks of failing failing scenes. I- oh my god, I-, I have never seen anyone as bad, like... This is insane, Jack. You are awful. At you, it. you were just shrugging was... in that, in that, in that. And yeah, the, the shrugging was funny. The that, shrugging that was, was funny. I was but doing also that. Like, oh, it's getting to the point. Oh, I failed that again. Have I? Oh, I failed that. Have I missed massive scenes? In the... I don't know how the story is going because I failed everything again. 
Yeah, but, yeah, that's yeah. The, but the thing is, though, is that they should be taken that into consideration. No, some... you can't tell that. I'm going to play like a cunt, and they should <laughs> assume that I'm playing <laughs> exactly, like Exactly, they should be, like, no, catering James. people like me that are playing it. No, no one wants to cater for someone like you. Fucking nightmare. Um, I, 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 Jake, Matt's got a point. You, you, you are terrible at this game. Like really, oh, really I just bad. Don't care enough is the part of the problem. No, it's not that. It's fucking you. You can't do QTEs. You're, you're getting too old for that. I do hate QTEs. I do hate QTEs. I especially in this. It's, it's just like you see. This is the thing that I was most upset about with this game is that. I thought that it wouldn't have all that stuff like heavy rain, but it's exactly Why did the you same. Think that? I don't know because I thought you would have learned that the stuff in the first in heavy rain was bad. Why do it again? It didn't work the first time round, and this time it's just no, it as didn't horrendous. work for you the first time round. Everyone it's else horrendous. said it was fine. It was. It was. It was not that good. The only it's... thing I didn't like about the heavy rain stuff was the walking, the tank controls, mm. and that that's gone in this. I did the the, the QTs. I had zero problems with. No, that, I, that, I found like that a few. Thought was insane, and it was yeah, really I did, difficult to do that. I'm pretty sure I did that first time. Yeah, but you didn't have 40 people watching you at the same time. Oh, James, come on, don't put it down to pressure, mate. It how was, it was getting you, really pressured and horrible. How many times it. did you fall down that fucking climbing wall? It was insane. I know, but that's that's just because I messed up with the controls with that, that time, but yeah. Okay, so that's beyond. Go on, next. So the other game I played is Echo, and... Before this... we do that, are you not going to mention your news? Which which one? Well, because well, you've been playing... What other games you've been playing? Uh, I played a bit of FIFA for a bit. <laughs> on the PS4 that you traded PS4, your yeah. Switch version in for. Well, so I guess you're happy now, are you? I'm not, because I've already traded it again. <laughs> James has traded in... Did you, did you read that story the other week, Matt, about how someone was put away because they were ripping Amazon off by keep sending things back that they said was broken? That's going to be Classic. James next. I never said it was broken. I'm within. I'm within my consumer rights to do this. <laughs> how, how so, James? So, so the order of things is on Amazon. You bought Amazon. You bought. Uh, you bought Amazon. You bought FIFA 18 on Switch, and you sent it back to them and said, "What? I don't want it." Or how does that? Yeah, just because you can do that within yeah, okay. a certain period you of time. It, okay. So you don't want then it. Then you so you sent it back, and then you bought FIFA 18 on PS4 from Amazon as well. Yeah. Yeah. And they sent that back. And what was your reason for sending that back? I didn't want it. Okay. <laughs> so now so you then bought you bought again. back the copy that you said that you didn't want in the first place. Yeah, I bought another one. Well, ex- explain yourself again. Suspicious. They're going to they get it, suspicious. They're not. It's they, it's fine. You, it's, as I said, you're within your consumer rights to do that. Were it's, you uh, one of these guys that bought a CD from HMV, copied everything onto your iPod, and then gave it back? No, I've never done that. Absolutely no. guarantee he was. No, the rich ones are always the nastiest bizarre, ones, you know, aren't they? With a, shit like uh, that. Explain yourself, then, James. What's had this? What's had the sudden and second change of mind in a week? Well, there's a couple of reasons. <laughs> um, you see, this is this is the trouble. There are right? reasons. You see, I, when I because I, I had to get my wife to go, go and post this today. God, and this so, is the other thing. James has been incredibly generous and is lending me a couple of DS games so that Harry can play them. Right? And he, he said. Chen will send it, send it out. Are you one of these... This is another thing. Are you one of these people that find going to the post office like this huge, daunting no, thing you know to why? do? Because they, I live in a village. There is no post office here. And it takes... <laughs> it's miles away to, like, get to. So and you send your wife? Yeah, because I've got to go to work and she's not going every day. So she can do that. 
It's it's fine, you know. She was going there anyway. So Don't you work in a university? There's nowhere to send post in that university. Yeah, but it's, oh, it's complicated. Dave, she it was works. going anyway <laughs> to send about the other 50 things from Amazon he's taken back. Yeah. So you might as well post your thing. <laughs> God. So anyway, so I gave her the thing today and I was like, look, can you can you post this? And she's like, what's this? And I was like, it's it's FIFA. And then she's like, why are you doing this again? And then, she, <laughs> and then and she just said that she didn't understand how my brain worked. And no it's, one does. I know, I know. It's 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 Same. a fair point. I flip flopped on this again, and it's well, um, why. Tell us why. Okay, so there's the reasons. One reason is because I want to play it like portably again, like reliably, <laughs> which is nice. That's one reason. The second you, reason. I mean, last week you were saying how fine it was playing on your Vita, but go on. Yeah, well, even it's, though you it's not log. really, is it? That's the yeah. I was just lying about that. The, the <laughs> second. <laughs> flat out admitted it. Go on. The second reason is because I've been playing the journey and it's not much cop, and I'm not not made that bothered about playing that. So that oh that's, mate, that's you don't not, like the hunter. I'm not bothered about Alex Hunter to be honest. It's it's no. all. Do you know what disappointed me the most about that is the way that you don't have really much choice over certain like key things in it. And I know that's because they're trying to like deliver a certain narrative, and also part of it. I'm going to spoil it because I don't care. Is you you get you get in, you end up like having to go and play in like the um, in MLS, right? And it really just feels like they've just done that on purpose, so because they're trying to get like a more Americans to play it or something. <laughs> James James is such a rage against the Sheen guy. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So they're just doing this to fuck. Oh fuck! They are. Fuck. It, just, it didn't feel right, and I didn't want to. I didn't want to go. Like, it said you've got to leave your club and put in a transfer. I'm like, I don't want to do that. I'm quite happy here. But it forces you to, which was annoying. So it's like, that's... like real football then, isn't it? Yeah. So Sometimes that's, that's... players get sold. Yeah, but no, this was... You, you... Oh, look, forget it. I don't want to get into this because it's ridiculous. It's a stupid story mode and it's not that good. So there's that. And then also, I'm probably going to get a pro controller soon. And so I thought that solves the control issue. So I just thought, why not? I'm going to get that. I mean, again. that's beautiful. You've traded in a game that you last week you were saying. I mean, you. Uh, this is just insane. You, no wonder your wife doesn't understand you because I fucking don't. It's I know, unreal. I don't understand me either. Sometimes. So you're, it's just, your FIFA on the Switch has now cost you, right? The same not as only no, sending time to send back or whatever, but also the, the, the game plus a pro controller. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What about so the graphics, is... James? Oh, I don't care. It's well, fine. Okay, okay, okay. We've got that on record. James say so you don't care. So, no, no, no. No, 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 James, before you say anything. So just on the list of things James doesn't care about, doesn't care about online multiplayer, doesn't care about the journey, now doesn't care about the graphics. What do you care about in this game? The career mode. That's all I care about. And it's got that. It's fine. But it had that before. I know. So I'm going back to it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... You've got to hold your hands up and say you're fucking weird now, right? Yeah, no, no, honestly, I, I don't know what is going on in my brain sometimes with this stuff. And it's 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 funny because what happened was I was it's one of those things where I was sitting there trying to play it on Vita and I was just like, this isn't that good actually. Yeah, because I can't, I I started, can't do lobs, I can't do finesse shots. Can. What else can you do? Well, you can't do finesse shots, which is the problem. But um, but then I was just thinking I could play this on Switch again. You know, it wouldn't be that much hassle to send this back. I can send Chen, but it's um. <laughs> Send Jen back <laughs> to the post but, office, and then I kind of got not obsessed use with remote this. Play, remote play on your Mac. 
No, I very rarely do that. Why? It's, it's, why not? It's hassle in it. You've got to get like a controller lead and all that and plug it all in. It's it's a nuisance. <laughs> I thought it was less of a nuisance, like buying and selling selling games back to Amazon. <laughs> well, it's less of a nuisance for you. True. I mean, Chen's doing a nothing, but for you, not not really a nuisance. No, it's not really. It's fine. It's uh, it's okay. <laughs> oh, getting this controller's a nuisance. Let's go to the post office again, Chen. <laughs> Come on. Back to the post office, Chad. It was fine. We used to have a post office in the village, but then it got shut down. It's um, it's very annoying. I'm pretty sure you can send post at your university. I'm, I'm, d- I mean, I'm certain you can. It's just I, I don't know how yet. And I'm <laughs> no, because no, because <laughs> that would mean he has to do it, and he can't yeah, like yeah, me true. again. That's unbelievable. Uh, in, the, in like in my fa- in my household is the complete opposite opposite. Uh, like if I'm going to work and we need to post something, I'm the one that posts it. Because I can send stuff through work, or I can go to the post office. <laughs> it's not. Well, you're at home, Joe. You take it. Like, <laughs> and here's here's that game that I swapped <laughs> twice <laughs> a couple of weeks. Look, we all know that I'm a terrible human being. Can we just move on to the next game? We can. It's, okay, just as okay. long as we confirm that. Yep. Yeah, it's true. I'm I'm totally fine with that. I'm, I know this is mad. It doesn't make any sense, but you know, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to turn up tomorrow, so I'm pretty pleased about that. <laughs> well, that's the, the, the that's game the other the pro controller. Yeah, the game. No, the game. The Pro Controller's not coming for a while yet. I've got to wait for that. But um, the but no, see, that's the other good thing about this. If you send it back with Amazon, you can get it sent back and refunded as, with it as a gift card. And then as soon as they scan it at the, at the post office, you get the money back. So then you can just order next day. It's pretty handy. Right, okay, fine. Next. Anyway, so... Say the fucking Amazon advert. Go on. That's <laughs> pretty... Pretty good. Anyway, um, so the other game I've been playing is Echo, and this speaking I mean, of Amazon, well, no, you've, you've that's very good, David. That's, Thanks, that, man. That's, that's a Matt joke. That was <laughs> it was a bit. Yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah mine a bit more subtle so, than that. <laughs> mine get acknowledged though, Matt. So do mine from the listeners. <laughs> yeah, but who gives a shit about those guys? Go on. So on. what this this game it kind of came out of nowhere and I didn't really know anything about it at all but it's made by um XIO interactive stuff you know that did Hitman and everything and yes. it's a new studio called Ultra Ultra and uh, they yeah it's a bad Not the greatest name for a studio that no. go on. But anyway so what it is is it's a third person like sort of adventure game kind of where it's sort of set in sort of sci-fi sci-fi sort of environment and you land on a planet and you've got a ship which has got like a um you know like AI which is like telling you what to do. But the relationship between you and the and the AI is really sort of confused and not it 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 kind of sort of drip feeds parts of the story about why you're on this planet to you. So it's not it's like there's a lot of things which feel in the beginning like like information you should know but obviously you don't because you're not really that character yet. And but then it all starts to make sense as you're sort of the more you play. But what it is is you land on this planet and the the whole planet is covered in structures, like it's all just covered in buildings. And the reason for why all these buildings here is not entirely clear. But your goal is to explore the depths of these buildings and they're described as being like palaces. When you get inside, they really do look like palaces. It's like a sort of um sort of I don't know uh 18th century France kind of like design of like all these like sort of palaces, which is quite interesting. But then what happens is the after a bit of exploration, so you're sort of wandering around these places and not entirely sure why, like why you're sort of exploring them, you know, why you need to go into the depths. But then after a while, the main hook of the game sort of becomes apparent because you're inside inside this palace and then every few minutes the lights go out 
and it becomes dark. Then the controller vibrates and then it just goes completely pitch black. And it's weird because it goes pitch black to the point where you think that like the game's crashed or something. You know, it's like you there's nothing at all, like there's no input or anything. Then the lights come back on again. So first of all, this feels just a bit strange, but then you sort of the more you sort of you sort of walk around it happens again, and it keeps on happening. And then after a while, I notice that with these sort of there's these sort of pools of black fluid like appear on the floor. And then the next time the lights go out, then the pools of fluid begin to sort of take form. And then after a few more times, they become more sort of human in shape. And then it becomes apparent that if you get close to these, it results in your death as they kind of swarm you and murder you, which is kind of horrible. Now, the main hook though with this is that when the lights are on, it becomes apparent that the palace is the palace is observing what you're doing. So the actions that you take, such as like shooting, movement, or interacting with objects and stuff, when the lights go out, this observation ends, and then when the lights come back on again, the enemies that you've you've sort of seen have the skills that you've exhibited in the in the previous cycle. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense, yeah. Yeah. So then what happens is then these skills are after this cycle, so when, when it goes dark again, the ones from that cycle are erased, and then you get the next one again, which is the ones that you've just done. So, basically what I learned pretty quickly is it's not a good idea to run or fire my weapon too much, because when that happens, then in the next cycle, the enemies are really tough, because they can run and uh, they can also sort of fire weapons. But it's also things like, if you walk through water um, during a cycle, then they can do that as well. Whereas if you don't touch the water, they won't. So it gets to this stage where you're having, you're planning ahead and you're thinking, you know, what should I do here to make this easier for myself, but also so that I can sort of get through, uh, you know, the area. Because what it is, is each area is basically a maze uh, swarming with these enemies. And you have to figure out how to navigate this and sort of avoid them or defeat the enemies so that you can try and get closer to the center. It seems to be, seems to be these, uh, the way it works. And the palace just uses, you know, the skills that it's learning against you. And it's, it is really engaging because it, you just, you have to just constantly think about what you're doing and sort of what you're, you know, how this is going to affect the next cycle, which is only like, you know, a couple of minutes or whatever long. And yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Actually. So uh, how quickly did, be- did it become apparent? Second? How quickly did it become apparent? Did what become apparent? That the, this was the hook of the game. Uh, well, after, you see, this is what's strange because when I first started, I think probably it was at least about an hour or so in before this starts to happen. And so in the beginning, you're just sort of wandering around sort of exploring, but you don't really see the reason for this really, apart from the dialogue that's going on between you and the, the AI as to sort of why you're there. And, uh, yeah, but then that, then after that happens, it becomes much clearer that this is what you're become what, apparent that it started that, that the idea was that it was in a cycle yeah that is so did that they is. forget did they did they forget yes like, did, they, does it come up but does it become apparent that they keep forgetting the, from the previous cycle yes yeah i mean that that's kind of explained because what happens is through the dialogue between your character and the ai they kind of figure that out you know like as right. it's because it becomes sort of obvious that's the way it's working yeah okay Matt, sorry, I cut into you. No, so I, I was going to say, I mean, um, so do these enemies um, cover the exact same bits of ground um, that you cover, or or 
Is it, is it just that they're, they're using the same skills that you, you've done? So if you run, if you run in a straight line, do they run that same straight line or they're just using a run ability to get to you? It's just the abilities, not okay. your actual actions. And that's, and also what happens is that every cycle they, they return to where they were before. So they sort of go back, you know, so what's really horrible is when you get like attacked by them and there's been a couple of times where they've nearly just like about to kill me and then it like the controller starts vibrating and then it's like the cycle's over and they've returned back to where they were and you're like, oh, I can't believe I survived that. And then or then sometimes you can end up where you'll end up in a place where they are, where they they spawn at the same place. And you have to like, I've got to get away from here really quickly before they sort of wake up. Mm. So um, what's the goal in each of these palaces or temples or whatever? Is- well, the goal is is to get deeper in. It seems. I mean, I'm I'm only two, I'm I think I'm about two thirds of the way through the game, and it doesn't really explain. Well, it, it kind of does, but I don't want to spoil the story because it it is part of the you know sort of the, the motivation for why you're doing it. But basically, you're just going deeper and deeper into this place. Mm. What happens if you just stand still? Then you won't progress. It's well, can't you, know, you progress when it's pitch black? Uh, you can, yeah. I mean, I you see the thing is, I'm not entirely sure about how long each of these cycles last because they don't seem to be like timed as such. I think that they're actually based on like how much, how many actions you do before they then it then resets. Because that'll probably you, that'll probably become apparent the more you play, though, right? Yeah, I should think so, yeah. Because it, it seems that it is that way, because otherwise, yeah, you could just stand still, then wait for it to to move, and then and then just wait. And then just, uh, yeah, then they'll all be standing still as well and won't do anything. It's, um, I mean, there's also like a, it, it's, I mean, the thing is, it's quite, the horror element to this is quite big as well, actually. I mean, there's another point that I've not told you about, which I don't want to, because I don't want to spoil it, which is just horrible, actually. And it's it scared me a bit more than most games normally do. I mean, you know, like, when we, we played stuff like Resident Evil and stuff like that, it, that doesn't bother me at all, but this did upset me a bit. Like, it, did, it, it is a bit scary. It's, um, yeah. Cool. Matt? Well, I was going to say, so is this more of a... It, so, is this more of a puzzle game than an action game? Because it's, yes, it's becoming it's, apparent that it's sort of many different types of game in one in one game. Yes, it's, I mean, it's definitely, you're right, David. Yeah, I'm fine. Sorry, come on. I thought you were laughing at me, but uh, yeah. No, no. Okay. No, it's um, it's definitely, I mean, it's first and foremost is like a puzzle game, really. I mean, seeing as this has come from the same people as Hitman, you can see the same kind of thing where it's like, you know, you're basically trying to, with. I mean, with Hitman, you're kind of trying to figure out a puzzle, aren't you? Like, as in how to do it and how to get out or whatever. Yeah. This yeah. is kind of similar in that in that respect and you can't i mean you can't really you can't go into this really like all guns blazing because if you do i don't think you'd stand a chance because as soon as because there's so many like enemies there they if they've all got guns and they're all shooting you're finished it's not going to work so you kind of have to take a different approach to it really i mean it's also i think it's a budget kind of release as well because it's not i think it's it's quite cheap it's not very expensive but also, I mean, the negative side of it is that although visually it looks okay, it's there's not much diversity. I mean, all of the palaces that you go through, they look identical pretty much. And so, and also it's got this music, which is also really repetitive, but fortunately I, I kind of like it. And as I said, I'm two thirds of the way through, but it hasn't really changed much. It's really just right, sort of okay. one puzzle after another. But it's interesting enough that it's it's definitely sort of kept me 
like grit, especially because as the story starts to unfold, it becomes more interesting. It's um, yeah, it's definitely worth a look. Yeah, yeah so it sounds very really good actually. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Right. That's it. Well, that's what we've been playing this week. Um. Okay. Should we get onto emails and then cut this thing off? Yeah. If you're oh my emails... god, like two hours, ten minutes. Oh, know, what happened again? I know. So not. If you want to email us, it's thecomputergameshow at gmail.com. The first one is from Remelaptar. Thank you, Matt, for spelling that out. Uh, for that me. was actually oh, Andy, Remelaptar himself, who said, For James, this is how you say it. Nice, that's good. Thank you. Um, so he says, I'm currently playing for the excellent. Is it? Is it Nia? I'm never it's sure. It's Neo. Neo, okay, because I wish this is why Sean was here, because he's better at pronouncing these. Anyway. And last night, after many, many hours played, I realised that I didn't have the first idea of what, it's, where it's, what is going on in the story. It's not that the story is particularly obtuse, Dark Souls style. It actually has quite a lot of cutscenes. I've never just paid, I've, ne- I've just never paid any attention to any of them. I just zoom through the cutscenes, click on missions, and go about killing happily, mindlessly, without reason. Which brings me to the question: Which game have you enjoyed the most without having any investment in the story? Uh, in the story. I don't just mean the story was a bit rubbish and throwaway. I mean, you literally couldn't even describe the basics. So, Matt, uh, Dave, you've got this down already. It's Well, sort of, Shadow of Shadow <laughs> War, but uh, um, I, that's not the game that I've enjoyed the most without knowing anything about the story, really. It's probably Halo. Like, I didn't follow the story in that at all. Yeah, <laughs> but in I the first few games, care. it was fine. But then when you got to like, Halo nope. 4, I just... Once, once I landed on the Halo, that was it. Oh, really? I knew the Halo was a weapon. Oh, I love the that story was it. in the Halo series, no. at least in the early days. I'm not slagging the game off. I just, I, like, I, I, if the story's good, the story's good. I didn't follow it at all. Well, did didn't you not even try to? Or do you like, skip nope. cutscenes? Did not try to. Oh, I watched I hate, the cutscenes. Like, at least give it a go. Yeah, I never stood for skip cutscenes. Like... At least give it a go. I didn't. I didn't skip. The, I I watched the cutscenes. Okay, you watched them. Okay. I just yeah, I just didn't know what they were talking about, <laughs> and then just carried on shooting man's. It was good. It's a good game. Really enjoyed it. Just didn't follow the story at all. Uh, Matt, you got one. Um, I mean, I guess the Metal Gear games are crazy in terms of story. It's hard to keep up with them most of the time, especially. I mean, Metal Gear Four was just insane. But I, I always, I, I always try to, you know, keep to play along with the story to try and understand what's happening. Obviously, there are times where it's hard, but I've known to people who just like, skip cutscenes and just go from game section to game section, because I feel sure you feel like you're missing out on everything. References, uh, how the game's progressing, why it's progression. Just, Matt, Matt, you listen to podcasts while you play games, mate. But, yeah, but, but that's fine. You, I mean, it's not, though, is it? Because I mean, isn't yeah. the music a big part of the tension and the narrative? Is it only that one game I did it? What was that? The uh, Phoenix Wright? Yeah, game? one of the best games. Oh, don't don't start that again. Because <laughs> that's just, that noise out of him. I again. know because it's going to annoy me. Please, can we just move on? Get James, have you got one? Um, because well, hmm. the what, the only one I can think of is a game that you're just. It hasn't really got much of a story anyway, which is Go like on. Left for Dead. You know those those games. I I never bothered with any like the cutscenes because there's like a cutscene at the beginning and stuff. Didn't care. Well, the stories were that they were movies. That was it. Yeah, and that's it. So yeah, I wasn't really that invested. Yeah, no, but usually I answer. try to get into them, but you know, I don't know. Okay, all right. Go on. Next, that's a weak answer. Go on. Yeah, James Hill says uh, you fellas all have jobs and kids, but often talk of gaming past midnight. I'm intrigued as to how much sleep you're getting each night. What time are you getting up in the morning? I have to get up at 6am every day, so gaming past 11 kills me. 
Uh, that's from James in Mississippi. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, this is a big, big thing for me at the moment. I am clearly not getting enough sleep. I, yeah, I probably get to sleep at about half 12 most nights and wake so up about insane. six. I can't do that anymore. It's... Most of, yeah, I'm feeling the strain now. I really am. It gets to Friday. It sort of builds up because I get, I get to Friday and I am fucked. See, um, I can, I only do it like gaming past, like, you know, late. I do it on Friday night and maybe Saturday night, I think. But the other nights I don't bother anymore because I just can't. It's because um, we, we get up at like half five, six every day as well because of the, the children. Yeah. I just can't do it. It's, uh, it's, it's it's a stupid thing to do, but I'm in that cycle now. And even to the point where I was thinking last night, oh, I'll have an early night. and uh, But because I'm so used to this sleep pattern now, I am I was up again till you know, half 12 or whatever. It's stupid. This is one of the things Matt. that me and my wife argue about the most is my lack of sleep. Because I, I I can happily, I mean, so my, my daughter doesn't get up at half five or six. You know, she'll go up at like seven or whatever. Um, uh, yeah, can't believe that. Seven it's or later. Not fair. Um, oh. Yeah, but then she she goes to bed later though, right? Well, we start the process at seven. It's half seven tonight, but sometimes that can be later. Yeah, depends. Well, that's not too bad. Anyway, uh, but yeah, see, Harry's just asleep at seven. That's it. Boom, gone. Yeah, and that's probably the problem. Uh, mine don't go to sleep for ages and then get up really early. It's just the worst. Do you know what's worlds. really weird on a, on a parenting note is that Joe's um, half brothers they're now what you know fourteen and sixteen or whatever. And the last time I went round there, obviously, what usually happens, we stay over there and they go to bed, you know, about nine ish, ten ish, and then we have a couple of hours to just chat, like, and have a couple of beers and catch up and that, and talk about stuff that we don't really want to talk about in front of the kids and now that doesn't happen because they're that little bit older now and they just stay up and they're usually still wide awake when we're all going to bed and it's like oh for fuck's sake i don't know how i'm going to be able to deal with that when harry's able to stay up past 10 o'clock and i just want to get, get everyone off to bed so i can play my computer games like what what happens just then like, go to your room <laughs> surely what's a 16 year old at 10 o'clock you can't do that well, no, no, I guess when you're 16, maybe not. Uh, anyway, I, I can happily, yeah, this is the thing that I argue about the most. Like, basically, she's always going on about, you know, I've got to go to bed earlier, 10 o'clock, 10.30, I can't stay up till late. I mean, I can happily stay up to like half one, like sometimes two o'clock on a, on a, on a, week, on a work night. <laughs> but, um. What time do you wake up in the morning? Um, 6 a. So you, you can, five hours, Oh yeah, sleep a night. Definitely, yeah, yeah, easy. But 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 then but um, that's mad. But uh, Jill goes mad. So I'm I'm tr- she, I'm, I'm tr- trying for me to go to bed earlier, but it's just hard because I, I you know after you work all day and then you come home and sort like the kids and stuff, and then you're washing up and it's on like nine o'clock at night. I don't want to go to bed at ten <laughs> because I feel like I'm just I'm literally just like the week is just work, child, bed. Like, that's why I stay up late just to have some semblance of an evening. Um, no, that's why life sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Okay, it's got dark. But yeah, um, I, I guess yeah, I can easily stay up well, super late, but uh, it's probably not good for me. Okay, okay. James, next. Capone Adams oh, says, James. "What? Have you answered that? Yeah, I did. All right, cool. Next. Capone Adams says, uh, loving the Beyond Two Souls stream, I especially like that Farley doesn't show his face as it helps me imagine that I'm listening to Alan Partridge playing a game. 
Question. If you had the ability to force any well-known person outside of gaming circles to stream themselves playing a game, who would it be and what game would they be playing? Well, it would be my dad, without a doubt, without a shadow of a doubt. And it would probably be Heavy Rain. (laughs) I'd like to see how he reacts to it. Um, Yeah, probably that. Or something just, what's a really, like, ultra-wacky game? Like, real sort of... What the fuck is uh, going D? on here? You game? Yeah. What? That, that, what was that? That that, that that connect game by Swery. It's called like I. Is that D three or is that what it's called? James, you know about it? Does that ring no, a bell? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. The Witcher. My dad playing The Witcher would be interesting. Uh, or, Ma- or a Mass Effect game. Anything with sex in it. Like, because he just will not understand why there's ever any sex in a computer game. He will not get that. Uh, yeah. I go with that, Matt. Oh, it's so hard. I was gonna say my um, original uh, suggestion was um, like a politician, um, but I don't know. Like maybe Jamie Corbyn playing uh, Civilization. I don't even know where that was even going. I just wanted to know because no, that was rubbish. Because the idea of like them just like maybe understanding very little about it or just trying to discuss or talk about the game, I thought would be interesting. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's what I was thinking, like, Theresa May yeah. play Hotline Miami or something like yeah. that, you know. <laughs> now that's better. That's a better answer. Theresa May playing Hotline Miami. Been confused by it, you know, and, and probably disgusted, <laughs> you know. Yeah, good shout. Good shout. His, next. His, his second question is, do you think David Cage's next game, Detroit, will be as weird and awkward as Heavy Rain and Beyond? He says, I'm worried that Sony will have forced him to bring uh, bring in more writers uh, from what I'm seeing in the trailers, it all seems—it almost seems like a normal game. That said, I did go back and watch the trailers for the previous two games, and when it's all out of context and has fast cuts, the awkwardness is well hidden. I suppose my question is this: Do you think there is any chance of Detroit being an awkward, as awkward as ever, uh, David Cage game? And more importantly, will we be disappointed if it wasn't? I think absolutely, it's going to be an awkward game. It's really. Uh, yes, do you not definitely. think? Do, do you not think that they've got someone no. on board? No, because from from the the jump between Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls, it's pretty clear that he learned nothing from that, and I don't think he would have learned uh, anything. From that, no, either. I'm not saying he would have learned anything from that. It's whether Sony would have let him have free reign like they did with those two games. Well, they'd sold well, didn't they? So they probably don't care. Did the second one? Sell, did Beyond sell well? I don't know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I, I'm not. I <laughs> yeah, it sold twenty five million copies. Did it? I don't know. <laughs> um. I mean, I, I, my first answer to that was, oh, yeah, because I think the technology's caught up now, and this technology can do really amazing things. I mean, Heavy Rain at a time looked great. Um, so it's not even a technology thing. I mean, I, th- I think it, I think Adam's right. It does look more of, like more of a serious game, and the trailers look great, and I'm really excited, but now I was excited for Heavy Rain. I think it'll definitely have awkwardness, and I can't wait. It'll be, it'll be annoying on, and more weird of a if it's suddenly game. a really serious game and it was, Perfectly pitched and acted, and they were like, "Oh, hang on, this is we need an yeah, element of David Cage's about it." Matt, hang on, Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls are also supposed to be serious games. They're not supposed to be comedies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, this will be an awkward game, no doubt, and I can't wait. Okay. Um, the next one is from Kieran Winter, and he says, "Anyway, with the ESRB claiming loot boxes aren't a form of gambling." What are your opinions of it? See, we've already done this. Why, Matt, why is what this the, in why here? Why did you read it out? I don't know, because, well, Matt always gets annoyed if I don't read the questions. Don't and blame it's like, me. 
Well, no, because why did you put this in when you knew we were going to be okay, talking about it earlier? Okay, stop arguing. I want to go to bed next. All right, okay, well, let's skip that one. Um, okay, uh, <laughs> oh, this, this one's ridiculous. It's, it's look, what's this, Matt? Like, it's, this wasn't here earlier. Yeah, and now it was. It's, there, it's, it was this, when I said all the emails were in the dock. It's up to you to then pick and pick and choose. But this one's massive. It's like, look, it's, should I read it or not? Read it. Oh, my God. <sighs> okay, this is from Degoose. From the TCGS I'm sorry, Diggles. Why? It's really long. It's like, this is like a page. This is... <sighs> okay. I felt I should join in on the FIFA talk and some of Farley's thoughts on it. So from my point of view, this is the best portable FIFA game that has come out. The game looks nice and sharp, with good detail, and the engine they use, which was a new one modified for Switch, works really well, keeping the game at a constant 60 frames per second. For the controls, yes, it can be a bit cramped in portable mode, but it's not terrible. You just have to get used to it uh, to it a little, but as much better than anything before it on a portable system. I didn't try the full-screen mode and a pro controller, so can't comment on how that looks and feels, but reviews have been positive. There is also no sluggish mode, sluggishness in the shooting. No idea what Farley is on about there. And Farley is a madman for them playing it on the Vita Remote Play, which can be laggy, and then also cutting out some major buttons which you need, as was highlighted. I mean, close control makes a massive difference to movement and skills, and so does finesse shots. I, okay, I agree with all this. That's why I bought it again. As for the game, <laughs> as for the game mode, what I said last time. Ignore all that. In, ignore all that. It's fine. Uh, and also, I do take issue though with the whole thing about Vita Remote Play being laggy because if you got it set up, it's not you've got it set up right. It's not that bad, and it's actually fine. Uh, as for the game modes, the single player is only missing a few things, uh, with the main area being the journey, which I never played in FIFA 17. And the actual main online modes also nearly has everything except for 11 vs. 11 and FIFA Ultimate Team Weekend Leagues, which is a mode for the real hardcore who would get it on the PS4 or Xbox anyway. Yeah, but you also... thing is with this is you still can't play it like against your friends, though, online. It, it's not possible, so that's nonsense. Uh, I was on my holes last week and played quite a few hours of FIFA Switch, and I was very happy I picked it up. As a dad, it was damn handy playing a bit, pausing the game and putting it into standby mode, and then going back for more when I had the chance. For me, this has replaced the full version on PS4 because of the quick accessibility and pick-up-and-play which I need, and the main mode I played was FIFA Ultimate Team, which so far has worked well and played just like on the PS4. I can get why some might want better best graphics, but portable full-version FIFA with the main online mode sold me on it. Now hopefully a full PES for next year. Cheers and keep up the good work, guys. Cool, so that was just opinions. I know, but, but I don't know why Matt's got that in there, but, you know, it's, it's, it's true. No, it's but... interesting to hear. Yeah, sure. I think we've got to hear someone else's point of view. Yeah. That's what it's there for. Okay, right, uh, should we do one more? Uh, we've got tweets. Do you, want, do you want me to read one of these? or Let's do two of these. Um, okay, Kurt Lewin says, who does James play as, play as in FIFA career mode? Well, Chelsea, obviously. Why? Players of the Lions, players of Mighty Lions. Not going to do hey. that. Um, the boys... Uh, okay, maybe we can go with... Oh, should I, should I do... Oh, which one should I do? I hate this. I hate deciding one of these. This is horrible. James, there's, um, okay. only, there's only three left. I know, but... <laughs> I just hate do doing this because it's late. No, don't do all of I'm them. Not, no, that's not happening. Okay. The Nick Parton says, Why do you think that Nintendo doesn't give a toss about online multiplayer enough to invest in the proper infrastructure? Uh, well, we've been through this. Uh, the, the, a kind of like it's 
It feels like they uh, want to be the Disney... I mean, it's been said a million times before. They want to be the Disney of computer games. They want to be as family-friendly as possible. And let's face it, some of the shit that you hear while you play online is not too family-friendly, is it? And I think they don't want anything to do with that sort of thing. That's my view. I think that's the most credible argument I've heard as to why they're like this. Uh, I mean, it's all bollocks because you just put good parental controls on your system and you're sorted, you're covered. But there you go. Yeah. James? I agree with you, David. Thanks, man. Makes a change, doesn't it? Right, is that it? Yep. It's become apparent that this is the end of the show. Matt, what what is uh, what have you got to say for yourself? Um, I mean, we're on Twitter. We're at Computer Game Pod on Twitter, so you can email us, thecomputergameshow at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitch. We're twitch.tv slash thecomputergameshow. Obviously, James is doing his... Is it just once a week now, your streams? Yeah, I probably, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do it. I'll probably do it again on Wednesday. So, probably. yeah, so if you're hearing this I on Wednesday... I could be watching day, The Apprentice. Probably a, probably a stream tonight. I, I might do some Stardew Valley um, because it's, Definitely. it's an incredible game. Um, I'd watch that. If you have subscribed to us on Twitch with your th- with your free Amazon um, uh, uh, subscription, think about us resubscribing. The free ones that doesn't alert you when you've when you've sort of when your subscriptions elapsed. So think about doing it again. Why not? Uh, that's about it for social this week. Uh, and that's about it from us. Uh, we're off to play some more computer games at the early hours of the morning. Thanks for living it. We'll catch you next week. Goodbye. Love you. Goodbye. Bye. 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 <laughs>